93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday, February 11th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. The Delaware Valley is bracing for a few more rounds of snow and rain with round one that brought light snow overnight. The snow is continuing through through early this morning. Uh, The National Weather Service issued the winter weather advisory last night at 7 p.m. for Philadelphia and parts of Delaware and Chester counties. The advisory stretches into New Jersey to cover central and southern counties. All of Delaware is also included in the advisory. While snowfall totals aren't expected to be nearly as significant as the last two storms, we could see one to two inches in Philadelphia and then south and east of Philadelphia could see about four inches. Temperatures are hovering around the freezing mark today, so tomorrow we'll have to watch out for icy conditions on any untreated roads. Uh, you know, the, the more that I remember this in years past where you have a constant succession of snowstorms that like today I, I said, you know, okay, I'm not going to wear that. I don't need to wear that. Like, like, oh yeah, like, oh yeah. yeah. I thought about putting my boots on today, and I'm like, nah, I don't need nah. my boots anymore. I did the same thing, Prince. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. want to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's funny how this stuff starts to yep. pair off. It's like, yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, and then we may be looking at some more snow on Saturday. That would be the next round. So we'll see what happens there. Suburban Hospital in Norristown is now administering the COVID-19 vaccine to the general public. Since they are a smaller hospital, it's been a challenge to register people. The community was so eager to sign up that it crashed the hospital system within the first 10 minutes. The hospital has four staff members taking calls for eight hours a day as well. Suburban Hospital is receiving 500 doses of the vaccine each day, each day but they are getting about 4,000 requests a day. The chief, chief nursing officer said a centralized registration system through the state would be a much better option, although the state health department says uh, there doesn't seem to be any plans for that. He also adds that people are registering, registering for the vaccine at Suburban Hospital and then they're also registering through the county. So essentially they're taking up two spots, which he says is another reason uh, for this centralized registration system. People who have been fully vaccinated against COVID-19 do not need to quarantine if they are exposed to the coronavirus. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention said Wednesday in updated guidance on its website. Quarantine is typically recommended for healthy people who have been exposed to the virus. During quarantine, people are asked to isolate from others for one to two weeks to see whether they develop symptoms of COVID-19. By not exposing others, quarantining can help stop the spread of the disease. In the updated guidance, the CDC said such quarantining is not necessary for fully vaccinated people within three months of having received their last dose as long as they do not develop any symptoms. Fully vaccinated means that at least two weeks have passed since the person has received the second dose of a two-dose vaccine or one dose of a single-dose vaccine. In sports this morning... Somehow or another, we have uh, landed on the Death Star. I'm good with it. The Sixers, who have won two games in a row and nine of their last 11, are on the road tonight with the game in Portland against the Trailblazers. The Sixers are the best team in the Eastern Conference with a record of 18-7, and while the Trailblazers are in fifth in the West. 
at 13 and 10. Tip-off is set for 10 o'clock. Claude Giroux and Justin Braun were placed on the NHL's COVID protocol list, and the Flyers now have three players on that list. Travis Sanheim has remained sidelined since Sunday when he missed the Flyers' win over the Capitals. There are a number of different reasons why a player can be placed on the COVID protocol list, and a player being out does not necessarily mean the player tested positive for the coronavirus. Regardless, the Flyers' games have been suspended for the rest of the week, including the game in New York against the Rangers on Sunday. They now won't play again until next Thursday, and they won't practice until Monday. The NBA is requiring all teams to play the national anthem before games in keeping with longstanding league policy just one day after Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban said the team decided not to play it at home games. NBA Chief Communication Officer Mike Bass released a statement just a day after Cuban said he had no plans to play the national anthem at future home games. In the statement, Bass said, with NBA teams now in the process of welcoming back fans into their arenas, all teams will play the national anthem in keeping with longstanding league policy. Cuban told the New York Times, we are good with it. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, uh, Kathy. I was handed a note. It's those of us here in the studio can see these flashers going off yeah. out of the... Hallways, it mean, means they're doing a, um, a fire uh, alarm test here in the building. They do it early in the morning. There's hardly anybody here. But Marissa handed me a note. It says it's going to be going on until 7.30 this Come morning. Come on, what? stop it. Intermittently, right? Oh, it, oh I yeah. don't know. I thought yeah. I thought it meant constantly Why? for the next hour and 15 no, minutes. No, it already stopped. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because it's loud, man. It and is we loud. have really loud. One of the units right in our office. Yes. Right in our office. There it goes again. It's going off again. Yeah, yeah there so, we go. Uh, well, and she doesn't have protection from it. Like, we're no, at least in a soundproof no. studio. Her well, ears are going to start bleeding. No, they've got doors. Oh, they shut the doors? But it doesn't completely dampen it, so... It's painfully loud. Like it if, is. If you walk past the alarm, it, it can cause damage. It's got to help your tinnitus, though, Preston. I keep <laughs> earplugs yeah, yeah. in my briefcase. <laughs> yeah, that's smart. And when I do see that they send out a memo, they're going to be doing testing. I put them in yeah. uh, before it even happens because it's painfully loud. I, here's the th- I understand the testing, and I understand that it needs to be that loud because, God forbid, there was an emergency. People right. need to get yeah. out of this building. However, they test so much that if there was a real fire, I probably wouldn't leave the building. It's the boy, boy who cried wolf. I, I yeah. agree. It, it's a little bit too much. And then and there are times when they... Listen, as you've no doubt learned over the years of listening to the show, we're incredibly essential. That's why we <laughs> stay put. They allow us to stay here. <laughs> I don't know. I guess we can go up in the flames, but we're allowed to stay in during the... Uh, the fire. Uh, yeah, you're right, uh, Kathy, about becoming desensitized yeah. to it. It's like not answering the landline at home anymore. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure I've won a lottery here and there or a <laughs> yeah. car or something like that, quick, but just don't answer the phone quick anymore. Quick question. Yeah. What was the last time you actually answered your landline well, you, in your house? And and that there was a, and there was an actual human Person being on, on the, the other, other side? Line? Uh, I couldn't tell you. I'm going I'm to say years. Yeah, I couldn't uh, tell years. you. It's nothing but pre-recorded or... Uh, outsourced from some other country trying to scam me on something, but where where there's a legitimate, actual phone call that needed to be, you know, information passed on me. No, I couldn't tell you when the last time I, I put the phone on the floor behind That's... the entertainment couch. Wait, mine's behind my couch. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I can't I even never, read I it. never answer it. But wait, In there's, there's got to be an answering system connected to it. That's what I think. Like... Is there? Is it no. just completely full? Yeah, or? mine it has got it has to, to be, be full. Right? Because I, I haven't listened to messages mm-hmm. in a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Rochelle does. She checks them on because they go Nine through years. Comcast. Do you so. want to know why? Also, yes, because I see the notification come up on, on the, the screen. Yep. That's yeah. the line. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it'll say something. And I know it's a spam call. I can't believe you guys still have them. I'm, well, I, it's I, cheaper. The, the triple play is cheaper yep. than because we all still have cable. We're all still you know plugged yeah. in and stuff oh, like see, that. I have to have it for my alarm system. Okay. Oh, all right. All right. Yeah, yeah I haven't I had one in that. 15 years, man. 
Uh, yeah, I don't mind it. I I like having a landline. Uh, in fact, when we do our conference call, I do it on that because my freaking cell phone signal, freaking cell phone signal, cell phone signal. Uh, has delay on it, which is uh, not worth it uh, in my home. Well, the blinking light from my answering machine stops me from walking into the entertainment console. Oh, okay, so <laughs> in the dark, it's it's got a it really does serve a purpose. It's got an actual function. All right, well, welcome. That's a peek into our little first world here on the President and Steve Show. But we do have some stuff going on in the program today. Guest-wise, we're going to have comedian Matthew Brassard, who's going to be joining us. He's going to be at the Halen Comedy Club starting tonight and then through the weekend. We'll also talk to Jack Osborne because uh, a new uh, season of Fright Club is yes. on. Uh, we've talked to him about it before, and we'll uh, chat with him around 10 o'clock. And our friends from Duncan are stopping by, and they got Valentine's Day beverages and treats, and we'll find out what the story is with all that. Oh, and... What? What? And... What? Uh, we get a Kathy's Activities oh, list today. Way. These are going to be happening more often. Kathy cool just... She just keeps stumbling across these great things, and they're just going to go to waste if we don't highlight them. So Yeah, there right? are some things that are going on in the winter, so yeah, yeah well, we definitely want to highlight them. Isn't it the case that people were reaching out to you asking if there were other things? Or somebody suggested you do like like a mid, you know, mid-winter you know mid thing because there is the stuff. We figured, let's just make it sort of an ongoing, more frequent feature. Yeah, the person that reached out said um, that they suffered from seasonal depression yeah. like, oh, yeah. you know, in the winter and said, hey, if, there's, if you have anything, pass it along because this is a real thing and people suffer from it. And, um, you know, I read the email. I'm like, okay, that's a good idea. And then I started seeing all of this these events, and I'm like, you know what? Okay, let's pass it on. Do you know what they say is a valid treatment for seasonal depression? Listening to a blaring fire alarm. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll pep you up. Yep. Uh, so, so it's like the winter blues yeah. uh, activities list. We'll have to get a new uh, jingle from Kyle if we can. All right, uh, so these things, when, when are we going to do that? We're going to do uh, that at the like 8 o'clock hour? Yeah, that's usually when we pop Around in 8 there. 15, 8.20, something like that. Wake right. up, Grandma, get the kids up. Yep, if you want some <laughs> activities, we got them. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. And uh, the entertainment report and uh, we've got a lot of uh, interesting stories today, uh, as well as a stupid question to give some things away. We'll be right back. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Did you know you can earn rewards just by shopping at Acme? Download the Acme mobile app and redeem your reward points for discounts on gas at participating Exxon mobile stations or for free groceries. Plus, get personalized deals and digital coupons that are just for you. Download the Acme app or visit acmemarkets.com to sign up and save. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. And the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, stupid question today. We're giving away a code for a free rental of the new comedy Barb and Star. Go to Vista Del Mar. And the question that I have for you is this. Rolling Stones Steel Wheels Tour featured Guns N' Roses and what other opening act? Mm -hmm. 215263 WMMR. Remember, this is a Black History Month. Uh, we're asking questions. So the Rolling Stones Steel Wheels Tour featured Guns N' Roses and what other opening act? GNR is an opening act. That's pretty cool. I know. I yeah. know. It's too funny. All right. We'll go through some birthdays. While we're waiting for that answer, today is the 11th of February, and it is Jennifer Aniston's birthday today. Okay. I uh, just... Uh, 52. So another picture of her, Preston, and she's getting that... Oh, she is oh, no. pulled back look? Uh, she is a beautiful woman. There's yeah, no choice like about that. it. But um, she's getting a little bit of work done. I. It's got to be. And... and I have a pretty good eye for this. If you guys look at a recent picture, there's just an extra tightness that is a little weird. 
As long as she doesn't go overboard with it. You can do a little nip and yeah. a little tuck. I was taking a look at uh, yesterday, uh, I follow on Instagram, Ringo Star. Ringo is like 80 years old. Yeah, yeah. He looks like he's like 55, 56 years old, but he doesn't look cartoonishly. No. Out, and no. he's obviously had a little bit of work done. Something. You can't look that good. Yeah, exactly. So if you, you, there is a right way to do it, I think. And then there are, then there's the way wrong way to do it. And it can get out of hand, so hopefully she doesn't go overboard. Where where I'm adopting the historical landmark uh, idea, where I'm just going to fall apart properly. Are you looking <laughs> at a picture? Well, yeah, yeah, you're seeing right. Uh, what's that? Uh, I, I, you, you made a face. You look oh at... uh, no, this is a really sexy picture. Oh, of right. her. Uh, <laughs> no, she's great in front of a mirror. She, I, I love her. Yeah, uh, but anyhow, she's uh, 52 today. Jennifer Anderson, uh, Taylor Lautner of the Twilight movies. Yes. Uh, Tay Swift, twenty nine today. He was uh, Shark Boy too, right? Yes, yeah. uh, he is also in the second Grown Ups movie. Yeah, he is a crazy frat guy. He's actually he's actually very likable. He's a martial artist, but he, I don't think he's done much recently. Okay, twenty nine today. Jeb Bush, former uh, governor of Florida. We've he was got in, Bush. Yes, wow. we've got Bush. Brother, <laughs> he was in Shark Boy too. <laughs> George W.'s brother in, yeah. and star of Shark Boy as well. There's no when you look there. That's a perfect example of brothers you would never peg as brothers. Yeah, you don't see it. No, you got to look it. for it. Yeah, uh, the, the resemblance. Yeah, he's 68 today. Uh, Tina Louise. Ah. Uh, we spoke to her, I believe, last year, uh, or maybe it was the year before, but not that long ago. She's 87 years old today, Ginger from Gilligan's she, Island. She looks great. We were talking about her because she had a statement when Dawn Wells died, passed away recently. Yeah. She's yeah. a lone survivor right now? Of that uh, she, yeah, she said. Yeah, oh. yeah. yeah, Ginger made it. Uh, so 87 years old today. Uh, Matthew Lawrence, who is the actor, um, he was the son from the movie Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, he was also in Boy Meets World. Oh, he's uh, Joey's brother. Yeah. Uh, yes, he is uh, 41 today, correct? The, the acting dynasty that is the Lawrence family. That's right. <laughs> uh, it is also Brandy's birthday today. Ah. Yep, uh, from Moesha. Uh, and the singer, obviously. She, Went to uh, the prom with Kobe, right? She did, yeah. yeah that was a big deal then. He was 18 years old. Yeah. And, Went to his uh, went to his high school prom with Brandy. He is, she is forty two today. Uh, the great Cheryl Crow. Wow, fantastic singer and songwriter. Mm. I had no idea she sang backup for Michael Jackson for a while. She did. Yeah, what? Uh, yeah. She was on man. What tour was that? I remember when they because she had roots in my town, in my hometown, St. Louis. And, okay, and when she came through town as a backup singer, it was kind of a big deal. Uh, was it the Don't Tell Your Parents tour? Uh, I don't think it was the Don't Tell Your Parents. No. Michael, we can't go with that. It was a different tour, I believe. Uh, But, yeah, she celebrates her 59th birthday today. I saw her at uh, the Willie Nelson concert a few years ago across the river. He had been doing the uh, annual show with a whole bunch of artists on it. And, man, she belted it out. She sounded great. She looked great. Uh, Huge fan. Yep. So happy birthday to her. Uh, then you have Sarah Palin. It's oh, wow. her birthday today. It's a very big deal uh, <laughs> that it's her right. birthday today. and she It's is... a big deal. <laughs> That's right. She's single again, right? She is single. Yeah. She's a good-looking woman. She is a good-looking yeah. woman. And you know what? And, and Lisa Ann, the porn star, <laughs> yeah. freely admits, yeah. she's like, thank God for Sarah Palin. Because it took, because Lisa Nailing was, Palin. she was a, she was a uh, I, I guess she was a successful porn star. Yeah. But when Sarah Palin came along and she parodied that, 
It shot her into the porn star stratosphere. <laughs> Do we have the audio of that the uh, that performance, Nalan oh Palin, with, the, with the, the Russian? Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. want to come in for a drink of water. I thought you wanted the other one. Oh, with uh, no, Nalan Lincoln the parody that yeah. we that we did with uh, Nalan Lincoln with uh, um, Pituation <laughs> as Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, that was better than Nalan Palin. It yeah. was. Uh, uh, I gotta find it. She's fifty-seven, yeah. by the way. Uh, you got it. Well, I have Nalan Lincoln. <laughs> oh, you have Nalan Lincoln. Yeah, we don't have time. Yeah, I, have, our, I have so many right. stories I got to get to. We're so. a major news operation. Another yeah, time. Uh, Natalie Dormer. Ooh. Ooh. Yes, very Ooh. much so. Very much so. Ooh. Uh, she is. Yes, in uh, Game of Thrones, she played uh, Marjorie Tyrell. One of my favorite scenes of hers is in Captain America, the, yes. where she's the. She puts the moves on she's Captain kind of, America. Kind of the vamp. Yeah. Tells him that uh, all the wives of the, the men he saved should be <laughs> proud. And since they can't help him yeah, out, yeah. she could. Uh, but she's very, very beautiful. Uh, she has this interesting little smirk. That, yeah. Uh, the, the, this uh, one side of her mouth goes up when she smiles and does this little smirk thing. And it's v- adorable. And she's a great actress. Also, Anne uh, Boylan uh, from the Tudors. Uh, she is 39 today. Uh, then the last birthday I saw is Damian Lewis from uh, Billions. from Billions. <laughs> uh, and He's still on the narrator? <laughs> yeah. Homeland as well. He's the, yes, he's the narrator. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, the big five zero for him today. I just uh, I first saw him in the uh, Band of Brothers, which I was uh, talking to uh, my girlfriend about the other day, and it's she was asking questions about World War Two, and I was like, "We should watch Band of Brothers because that answers all your questions about the European campaign." You know, have, have, British, you, right? have you started watching it? I'm sorry, Casey. Which one? Uh, Band of Brothers. I watched it when it came out, but okay. I haven't rest- I haven't started watching it again. I'd like to watch it. He, you know, he's British. He's another one of those yes. guys that like you he's only know him in, in these American roles, and then mm-hmm. you see, you're like, "Wait a second, you're from." <laughs> He was in. That, he was in Dreamcatcher, the the Stephen King film. He he plays actually. He plays. He's um, not Duddits, right? He, no, he's not Duddits. He plays the guy who is taken over by the alien presence. So there's sort of there's. It's a weird thing. Have you ever read the Dreamcatcher? Thing? No, it's on the list. I'm reading Cujo. I'm going through all of Stephen King right now. I'm reading Cujo right now. So in the movie, they depict the. Um, he's trying to Damian Lewis's character is trying to keep the alien from accessing parts of his brain. So they actually depict that as like a large library on the screen okay. where he's trying to shut off different parts. Mm. And if you don't know what's going on or what they're attempting to suggest, you're going to be like, what? what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, well, he is uh, 50 today. Uh, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Uh, the, Rolling Sto- <clears throat> the Rolling Stones' Steel Wheels Tour featured Guns N' Roses and what other opening act? 215-263-WMMR is a number. I will go to Linda. Hello there, Linda. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Ed, Linda. Okay, what band was opening for the Stones on the Steel Wheels tour? I was at that concert. It was Living Color. You are correct. Well done, Linda. And from a personal experience, too. And uh, hang on the line, Linda, okay? We'll get your info. We're going to set you up with a code for uh, free rental for the new comedy Barb and Star. Go to Vista Del Mar. And it is from the gals who brought you Bridesmaids, co-stars and co-writers Kristen Wiig and Annie uh, Mamulo. Lifelong friends Barb and Star embark on the adventure of a lifetime when they decide to leave their small Midwestern town for the first time ever. Barb and Star bursts into your home on Friday, tomorrow, from Lionsgate, by the way. All right, we're going to lead with uh, this. Could have put this in music news and probably will a little bit later on, but um, it's come to light that on November 14th, Bruce Springsteen was arrested on suspicion of driving under the influence of alcohol. 
Yeah. But there's more to this. So uh, TMZ first broke the news of the rocker's arrest in Sandy Hook, New Jersey's Gateway National Recreation Area, uh, with National Park Service spokeswoman <laughs> Brenda Ling telling The Hollywood Reporter the boss was charged with driving while intoxicated, reckless driving, and consuming alcohol in, clo- in a closed area. She added Springsteen was cooperative throughout the process. Now, according to a source that spoke to app.com, Bruce's blood alcohol content was .02, which is a quarter of New Jersey's legal limit when he was arrested. The legal threshold in to- in indicating intoxication for driving purposes in New Jersey is .08, which calls into question why Bruce was even charged with driving while intoxicated in the first place. Why was he pulled over? I don't know. Well, Wait, he says, was actually charged? Yes. It says reckless driving, so maybe it was for that. And then maybe they, I don't know, who knows, man. But uh, in the aftermath of the arrest, Springsteen's new Super Bowl ad for Jeep has been pulled off the company's YouTube page and Twitter feed, although it's still available on Springsteen's Twitter account. My guess is someone made some calls somewhere and and at least wanted to make it to the the airing of the Super Bowl spot to get past that and to let this information come out. Because Bruce Springsteen gets a DUI in, in November and nothing uh, there was no indication. I, n- I never heard a rumor or anything yeah. of that nature whatsoever. Right. Yeah, but right. I mean, like a point oh two. Exactly. Get from uh, drinking uh, mouthwash. Well, well he, I, I think that he had a yeah. shot. He actually, he, there's, a, there, there's, he had a one shot. I believe is what he had. This is unverified. This, some of the stuff that's pointing out, and so that's. But it, there was no indicator that he was excessively drinking. But I mean, are you sure he was charged with driving under the influence, or was he charged with reckless driving? Uh, at a .02. So let me read this. He was charged with driving while intoxicated. Wow, okay. Uh, reckless driving and consuming alcohol in a closed area. Uh. So I don't know what the story is. I think he's going to get off of it. I mean, if it's a .02, that's not legally. I mean, you have consumed some alcohol, but not uh, across yeah. the threshold of what's considered under the influence. So, Your Honor, if I may speak, <laughs> it's a growing sentiment in this country that I got to be let off without any charges. Uh, so, uh, Matthew like Riley, a spokesman <laughs> for the United States Attorney's Office for the District of New Jersey, said Springsteen is expected to have his first hearing in the case towards the end of February. That'd be cool if you show up in court and Bruce Springsteen's there. Oh, yeah. Or are they, they, they going to Zoom it? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah, probably yeah. would. Hey, I'm going to Zoom. Yeah. I can't get this cat face off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a kitty cat. Uh, so, we'll see. We'll see. If you look at my face, it looks like a kitty cat trying to talk. So we'll uh, we'll follow that story and see what happens. Charisma Carpenter has Ray Fisher's back. The Buffy the Vampire Slayer alum is sharing her story of working under Joss Whedon for seven years, saying that he created a toxic work environment rife with abuse. And within hours, her co-stars had her back. Sarah Michelle Gellar, Michelle Trachtenberg, and Amber Benson all posted on social media in support. So all these people are saying, yeah, yep, yep, Preston, I remember that. I loved Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and I loved uh, the, the, the spin-off Angel. series Angel as well. Yeah. So I, I, and, um, <laughs> but yeah, the, when the whole stuff with the DC Universe and Ray Fisher, you know, and, and uh, Joss Whedon had stepped in to finish the directing on Justice League, and then everyone was coming to the defense of Ray Fisher saying Joss Whedon was a complete a-hole and very caustic. I'm like, you haven't heard this from at least other people as of yet. Now we're hearing it yeah, from I was other people. Yeah, I was talking to Casey yeah, about yeah. it yesterday. I'm like, well, you know, F- Fisher's a, a young actor. He hasn't yeah. had a whole lot of experience, and maybe he just... 
you know, had was a little thin skinned right. and got beat up and didn't like it, but it's sounding more and more like like uh, Joss Whedon's just a, a dick. A dick, yeah. yeah. So uh, Geller wrote, while I am proud to have my name associated with uh, Buffy Summers, I don't want to forever be associated with the name Joss Whedon. This comes after Fisher's claims against Whedon were dismissed by Warner Media, and he was essentially ousted from the Justice League series, which I hope there's a way to pull him back in. He was so great as Cyborg. So he's got more in in the the Zack Snyder uh, cut, which is going to be great. Um, yep. I, I hope they can work it out. He was supposed to appear in the in the Flash movie. Yeah, I love that character. Uh, Carpenter dubbed the director casually cruel. Uh, she went on to say, uh, "These memories and more have weighed on my soul like bricks for nearly half my life." I wish I said something sooner. I wish I had the composure and courage all those years ago, uh, but I muted myself in shame and conditional silence. Carpenter, who played Cordelia Chase on Buffy and then on Angel, uh, said his behavior triggered a chronic physical condition from which I still suffer. She said he threatened to fire her, made fun of her religion, and called her fat when she was pregnant. Wow. When she was six months pregnant, his grueling work demands triggered false labor pain, she says. Uh, she went on to say that he made good on his pledge to fire her from Angel after she gave birth, something that fans <laughs> have long believed. Uh, it is Carpenter said it is abundantly evident that Joss had persisted in his harmful actions, continuing to create wreckage in his wake. My hope now, uh, by finally coming forward about these experiences, to create space for the healing of others who know, who I know have experienced similar uh, serialized abuses of power. Yeah, and Sir Michelle Geller, Michelle Trachtenberg, they all jumped on board and said uh, similar things. And the other Justice League actors came to Ray Fisher's defense, yeah. and they all love Zack Snyder, who yeah. start, you know, started a completely different relationship. Yep. So Interesting. Um, I'm sure this isn't the last of this either, so we'll see what else goes on. How about this? Hustler Magazine publisher Larry Flint Jr., the self-described uh, smut peddler who uses pornography empire to flare for... Uh, and flair for the outrageous uh, to push the limits of free speech and good taste, passed away yesterday at the age of 78. Uh, Larry had suffered from a variety of health problems since 1978 in an assassination attempt that left him a paraplegic. Do you remember who did that? It was that serial killer we just had the uh, the the author on um, uh, from Mindhunter. Yeah. Uh, um, talking about this 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 racist serial killer um, who had gone after Larry Flint because there was an interracial... Uh, sex pictorial in Hustler. Oh, really? And so that's why he tried to assassinate Larry Flint. Joseph Paul Franklin. That's it, yes. By the way. So, anyhow, um, Flint died uh, from an onset of a sudden illness, according to a press release. Uh, he passed away in his sleep at Cedar sinai Medical Center with his wife, Liz, and daughter, Teresa, at his bedside. You know what? I, I actually have to be honest. I thought he had already passed for some reason. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, there are people out there in the same way. Yeah. I'm like, they're not dead. Uh, celebrated by some as a free speech provocateur and reviled by others as a profiteer of sexual exploitation and misogyny, Flint was renowned for taunting critics with such outlandish stunts as appearing in court wearing a diaper made from an American flag. In the most famous of numerous legal battles in which he was embroiled, the U.S. Supreme Court rendered a landmark ruling in favor of Lint in a libel lawsuit brought against him by evangelist Jerry Falwell. Flint had published a fake ad in Hustler, which depicted Falwell saying his first sexual encounter had been with his mother in an outhouse. Falwell sued for $50 million, won a lower court ruling, but in 1988, the Supreme Court held that the ad was a parody and protected 
by the First Amendment, and that was the People versus Larry Flint. Yeah, film. we actually have we have a couple of clips. I remember having him in the studio. Um, it was it was pretty wild. Um, he had a uh, that was he brought the gold plated wheelchair. Did you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yep, he did. Uh, so what are we playing here? We have a couple of d- just in, in general, and I don't know if Marissa was able to, to grab some from our interview, but the first uh, clip is of him talking about the right of free choice. Here we go. Many times people ask me if, the, if I thought that the founding fathers had Hustler magazine in mind, you know, when they, when they drafted the Constitution. No, I don't think they did. But they did have that unrestricted right of free choice in mind. Right. And that was clearly before he was before, shot yeah, yeah. in, in uh, uh in, in the wheelchair. And then a clip from the People versus Larry Flynn, Woody Harrelson as Larry Flynn. God, he was so great. He, he was, was excellent. So was, um, uh, oh, Courtney, Courtney Love. Love. Yep. Yeah. Your Honor, I'd like a moment no, with my client. I don't need a moment. It is my right under the freedom of the First Amendment to protect my sources. Listen. Mr. Flynn, is that an American flag you have on there, sir? I have fashioned this American flag into a diaper because if you're going to treat me like a baby, I'm going to act like one. Larry Flint, I'm ordering you arrested for desecration of the American flag. Marshal, take him into custody. Uh, he said that he never objected to being labeled a smut peddler as long as he was considered a First Amendment crusader, too. And that that he remained. I know a couple of people, Preston, who actually, uh, Flint ran a publishing house. And there were a number of different magazines under that, that company that he ran. I knew two people who published magazines for him. Said, basically, it was completely hands-off, have at it. Very easy to work with. You know, like a good experience. Yep. Um, we do have a clip of him on our show uh, back on July 25th, 2011. Marissa found it. And, 2011. Uh, okay. Yeah, 2011. And uh, I guess it, this is him talking about a surprising fact while um, researching maybe Philadelphia or something. Okay. And uh, keep in mind, Larry's speech is very, you know, he had had a stroke and, yeah. and all this other stuff. So uh, his speech little, might be a little hard to understand. One, one story that I thought was intriguing about Franklin and... Ben Franklin. Uh, he, you know, he used to publish tabloid newspaper, which mm-hmm. he started in 1729. And it was really very much like the star in the National Enquirer is today. It was, very, uh, yeah, yellow journalism type. It yeah, was yeah. a real muckraking right. newspaper. And uh, he had sex advice columns in there. He even wrote a thesis himself on the attributes of making love to older women. Really? <laughs> and his, new, his newspaper went out and defended a woman who was being put on trial for having her fifth illegitimate child. You see, that's how they, that's how they handled that problem without right. abortion back then. They just sent the women to jail. Yeah, that, you know what? That's <laughs> that what they're doing. I wouldn't go over too good today. No. But, uh, uh, here's Interesting. A clip, here's a clip of him talking about the movie, Case It's Down 2, if you would, please. Yep. Here's another quick one. I do want to ask you, because we only have a couple of seconds left with you, um, and I know the movie is old, um, but it's just resurfaced on cable, and uh, I'm talking about the people versus Larry. Wow, you can hear him grunting yeah, in yeah. the background. It's, it's difficult, yeah. yeah to but I love that movie. It, what, what were your final thoughts on, on the final product of that movie? Well, anytime they reduce your life to... <laughs> Uh, two hours. Two hours. <laughs> and, uh, silver screen, a lot gets left out. Sure. I think Woody Harrelson plays me better than I play myself. <laughs> wow. It was wow. funny because after that interview, it was a very compelling interview with Bill Weston. Oh, yeah. What's, yeah. Well, what's, what's wrong, wrong with that guy? Yeah, what's yeah. wrong with that guy? Was he, was he, was there something with the mic? Uh, Bailey was shot. Yeah. <laughs> Paralyzed. He's had life long physical problems. Serial killer. Shot him. Yeah. 
Uh, by the way, Flint was often in legal trouble fighting obscenity charges, lawsuits. He often uh, turned courtroom appearances into spectacles, profane outbursts, and so on. And in 1978, he was uh, standing trial in Lawrenceville, Georgia, uh, when he and his attorney were both shot. Joseph Paul Franklin, a white supremacist, later confessed to the shooting, saying that he was upset by Hutler, uh, Hustler's photographs of interracial sex, but was never prosecuted. Flint was uh, left paralyzed from the waist down. By the shooting, rest- restricted to a $17,000 gold-plated wheelchair, which he was sitting in when he was here in the studio Yeah, yeah. Uh, for the rest of his life. He was married five times and had four surviving children. But what an interesting <laughs> life he has lived. It's so funny because we have this picture up in the studio. It's uh, Larry Flynn sitting in his wheelchair. You know, the, the creator of Hustler and next to him are Kathy and Marissa in lovely, like, sun, you know, like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like Re- Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm next to one of the great pornographers of all time. <laughs> yep, yep. So, 78 years old. Uh, let me see here. What else do I have here for you? Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star Lisa Rinna. Doesn't mind that her 19-year-old daughter, uh, Amelia Gray Hamlin, is posting sexy lingerie shots on social media. Well, have you seen her social media? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 naked dancing all the time. This is what blows my mind about this story, Kathy. When it first popped up on the uh, on you know the, the headlines, uh, okay, what is like the daughter, like 12 or something or 14? She's 19. Yeah, exactly. yeah. She's, she's a lingerie model. Uh, the she, model she'll grab... even bring her daughter into like some of her, not, post, not yeah. uh, pictures, but like if, if she does videos where they're like, in, like, half-tops dancing. <laughs> of course. That's what you do with your... You do that with your mom, don't yeah, you? Right. Yeah. Uh, Renna herself has come under fire for posting sexy pics in celebration of her 57th birthday. Uh, Renna commented with heart emojis, and fans quickly took her to task, wrote one, What's wrong with you? Uh, you like what you see? Disgusting. And they spelled disgusting, by the way, D-I-S-C-U-S-T-I-N-G. Disgusting. Um, uh, but she wrote back, What's wrong with you? This is my child. But Renna has also reportedly supported Hamlin's relationship with Scott Disick, something that fans also find baffling. Yeah, no, that I agree with. Uh, they're almost 20-year <laughs> age gap. <laughs> no, just because he's a douchebag. Not yeah. because... Uh, the uh, the funny thing is, is that the daughter, I think, incorporates the best attributes of Lisa Renna and Harry Hamlin. Remember when we had Harry Hamlin in and I asked him about uh, his wife's social media and yeah, he yeah. just was like, he goes, I don't follow her. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what she does. Wasn't he kind of rolling his eyes? He was. About yeah. He was. Yeah. Yeah, he knew. He was like, I don't know. I don't I don't he watch it, great. I don't follow her. He was great. Uh Steve, she's coming back to the hills. Kristen Cavallari yeah! has been spotted filming the Hills New Beginnings with Brody Jenner in Malibu. Maybe that's why she left the show? Well, I have a feeling that that was already in the works. Well, she's um, not coming yeah. back full time. No, no. An insider tells Page Six she's only doing two episodes since Heidi Montag and Audrina Partridge did Very Cavallari. Now, yeah, they did. I remember that episode, Preston. It was fantastic. Uh, another insider said MTV was so desperate to get her back, they hawked up a ton of dough for a huge paycheck, so they really wanted her on She hawk up a loogie, I don't know. Right. <laughs> Uh, Shia LaBeouf is formally denying the allegations that uh, Faka Twigs, FKA Twigs, leveled against him in her abuse suit in a response to her suit filed this week and obtained by People LaBeouf's uh, legal team states that he denies generally and specifically each and every allegation contained in Barnett's complaint. Uh, denies that Barnett had sustained any injury or loss by reason of any act or omission on the part of LaBeouf and denies that Barnett, who I assume is FKA Twigs, is entitled to any relief or damages whatsoever. So I also read that he, though, despite them denying all this stuff, is putting himself into a very intense treatment facility. Right. 
Right, I remember seeing that, so, too. So, something's up. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Wendy Williams has put out a casting call for a boyfriend. Page Six reports that... How you doing? Industry pros got an email on Wednesday morning from... <gasps> this is Wendy! From uh, Fox producers saying, Wendy Williams is back on the market. Ooh. We're looking for fun men that can handle Wendy. Uh, they are casting a wide net, they said. And are looking for men between the ages of 40 and 65, oh. but not a schlub. Oh. No schlubs. Uh, by the way. Only real men. By the way, uh, she's 56 years old. She has set a deadline for February 11th. What is this all about? Is this uh, for a show thing? Show. It's a gimmick. Are they yeah. going to turn it into part of her show? You know, searching for a man. Find Wendy a man. Oh, God. Uh, this is going to be like. It's going to be great. <laughs> Valentine's Day or something. It's going to be what? It's going to be great. Okay. That's Will today, I buy the man? What's that That's today, Oh, by yeah, the way. yeah, the yeah, deadline. Yeah, of course it is. Today. Yeah. The deadline is today. So if you are between 40 and 65 and not a schlub, yeah. you might be qualified to be Wendy Williams' next uh Thing. Do you think Wendy Williams can have a romantic dinner at a restaurant, like a quiet? Oh, God. I'll try this. Go, go. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's anything quiet about her. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Uh, Gina Carano is not currently employed by Lucasfilm, the company said in a statement Wednesday after controversy erupted over the Mandalorian star's social media post. Uh, UTA has also dropped her as a client. She was a an MMA fighter, right? A complete, yeah, a badass. Yeah, yeah. I, I always, I like her. Gina Carano is not currently employed by Lucasfilm, the statement said, and there are no plans for her to be in the future. Um, She's never- also Henry Cavill's girlfriend. They're together? Superman. They were for the longest time. I don't know if they still are, but I, I believe they are. Uh, nevertheless, her social media post uh, denigrating people based on their cultural and religious identities is abhorrent and unacceptable, these statements said. She had shared several offensive posts on her Instagram stories Tuesday night, including one that li- likened contemporary political differences to the treatment of Jews in Nazi Germany. In another post, uh, she had shared a photo of a person wearing multiple cloth masks with the caption that said, Meanwhile in California. Uh, both posts were gone from her Instagram by midday yesterday. Other posts, including one in which she wrote, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself, remained up. A representative for Corrado did not return request for comment. Uh, she's no stranger to controversy on social media. In November, she was criticized for mocking people who specify preferred pronouns uh, when she updated her Twitter bio with beep, bop, and boop, which she later removed. In December, Lucasfilm announced uh, Rangers of the New Republic, a direct spinoff of The Mandalorian that seemed to suggest a path for her character, Cara Dune. Uh, Lucasfilm has not yet announced a cast for that new show, however, so we don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, Steve, this is for you. Bruce Hendricks and Galen Walker have optioned the rights to the late Stanley Kubrick's project, Lunatic at Large, Uh and they plan to adapt it into a feature. Uh, this was one of three films. Uh, this found. is the Gary Busey story. It's the Gary yeah. Busey story that Stanley yeah. Kubrick was working on. Yeah. Uh, no, this is one of three films found in the director's library after he died in 1999. <laughs> so I guess it was a project that he had planned on getting to. It's like AI. Remember that? That's what they did with the film uh, AI. Right. So yeah. Spielberg actually completed all that stuff. They had found some of the pre-production work that Kubrick had done. Yep. And I think this is the same scenario. Yep. Um, as always with these things, the problem would be that you wouldn't have Kubrick doing it. Right. Not that AI is not a solid film. Steven Spielberg did a, a great job, but 
you know, a lot of these times you need the Kubrick touch to really make it work. Right. Uh, his credits include, obviously, The Shining and Eyes Wide Shut. By the way, there's a word here that I don't know that was used. Go ahead. And I substituted it with credits. Spell it out. Uh, it's French. O-E-U-V-R-E. Oeuvre. Oeuvre. And what does that Oeuvre. mean? That's when you get pregnant, that's what the sperm has No, to. that's Oeuvre. the ovaries. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it literally <laughs> means uh, work. Yeah. Work. Okay. The, the his, piece of work. His, how do you pronounce that again? Oeuvre. Oeuvre. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah, it's another language. <laughs> Irv. Irv. Shut up. Uh, oh, it's Irvra? Yeah. Irv. I bring my car to Irv over at the uh, Pet Boys. Okay. <laughs> Pretty much the same pronunciation, yeah. I'll take it to the, over to the Pet Boys. Irv, how you doing? Uh, Irva. All right, so uh, the plot details are under wraps, but it is being described as a film noir thriller. Uh, noir. I know how to pronounce Neuer. it. Noir. 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 Thriller. Uh, let's see. Warner Media has teamed up with CDC, the CDC on a PSA that... Is serves, that okay? Uh, PDQ. Yeah, uh, FYI. But, uh, DVD. DVD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it serves as a reminder to mask up. The spot shows Austin Powers and Goldmember, Casablanca, Creed, Birds of Prey, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2, it, The Joker, Justice League, The Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, Matrix, Mad Max, Fury Road, Wonder Woman, all reimagined with characters wearing face masks. I've not seen this yet, uh, but they're they're kind of just, you know, popping those those in. I, I would assume in some of the iconic uh, scenes from yeah, those films. Yeah, they're CGIing them in, obviously. Right. Yeah. Uh, so Warner Media, this is a statement uh, by the by Warner Media. It said Warner Media is proud to help. Educate and inform our fans about the importance of mask wearing during this pandemic. So it's just a, it's a PR. It's a PSA. Thank you, the, Hollywood. For the DVDA, if you will. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, and then I did the Kubrick thing for you. I do this for me. Um, a gentleman, an actor named Michael Gray Eyes has been cast as the character of John Rainbird in an adaptation of Stephen King's best-selling novel, Firestarter. Uh, in Firestarter, a young girl develops pyrokinetic abilities and is abducted by a secret government agency that wants to harness her powerful gift as a weapon. That was the George C. Scott That is role correct, in yes. the movie with Drew Barrymore. 1984 is when that came out. Remember and, this song? Uh, yeah, Firestarter. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. I like the song. Uh, so the character, uh, yeah, like Steve said, was uh, played by George C. Scott in the original movie. It's I, re- I read that book last year. It's really, really good. I very much enjoyed it. Uh, Gray Eyes recently received rave reviews from critics for his gripping portrayal of Makwa or Michael in Wild Indian. And he's got a list of uh, credits of some other great performances, too. So that oh. should be pretty okay. cool. Uh, I believe it's time for Clip. Uh, hey! We can get hey, hey! Hey, hey! Uh, CBS's newest show, The Equalizer, features Queen Latifah as Robin McCall, an enigmatic woman with a mysterious background, uses her extensive skills to help those with nowhere else to turn. In this clip, Queen Latifah discusses how her character is different. Here we go. You know, Robin McCall is going to get things done. And I think I think for me, you know, um, that's that's part of the difference as well. You know, there's there's a time to take care of business, but then there's a time to just... B. What the uh, f- is it? New episodes of The Equalizer every <sighs> Sunday at eight on CBS. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to win me over on this yeah. one. Well, I already watched the first one. Okay. No. No. I'm oh, sorry. They, the, the show. They, yeah. They, I, I. God bless Queen Latifah, but they have her as this MMA badass. 
No. It, <laughs> you, can, you can edit as much as you want. It looks ridiculous. Yeah, I saw really? the, the, the action scenes of her, and I'm like, I, I, no. I really don't buy it. Especially when we know we are loving the Denzel movies. Right. <laughs> that, that's always, my equalizer. I always see her as, like, a little scary, though. Do you really? She yeah. Can, she can be, you know, she's got the chops to, to deliver the, the, the whole deal, but oh, yeah, com- just, compare it to Den... Uh, listen, well, that, I just saw her do a, a yeah, right? kick. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't too... Uh, yeah. yeah. Using yeah. the same rig they used for Peter Pan. <laughs> I, I, I'm flying. Yeah. I, I guess maybe they, they thought we're going somebody who's, who's larger in yeah. size might be um, a way to portray a very tough female character who can, you know, yeah. just... Take out like a room of guys. And by the way, I'm not, I'm, I'm I, like I'm just as critical of like the the the, the Batwoman series where they right. had someone who was 60 pounds kicking people's oh, ass. Right. Stop it! Yeah, well, I can't stand that. You, uh, you're, I'm sorry. There, there was a character on uh, uh, Lone Survivor. No, um, oh man, Designated Survivor, and she was this very waifish yeah. gal, and they had her as the badass. And I'm like, no, no, no. no. <laughs> No, no, no. Uh-huh. Yeah. Show, yeah. Show me. You know, the proof is in the pudding. When you see these high-priced uh, celebrities or, yeah. or tech folks out with their bodyguards, do you see a four foot 11 60-pounder? Yeah. Right. No. You see people who are imposing. I watched a movie Freaky with uh, Vince Vaughn. It's basically like How Freaky, is it? Freaky Friday where yeah. he just switches uh, bodies with uh, with basically a cheerleader. Uh, it was interesting, yeah. and I enjoyed it. But what was funny is he, you know, he goes to, like kill his first victim as a high school girl, yeah, and he doesn't have <laughs> the, power. The, the power, and uh, so he kind of gets his ass kicked, yeah, yeah, which right. is really, really funny. New episode of the Equalizer every Sunday at CFS. Next clip. Oh yeah. Bliss dives into the lives of an unfulfilled man and a mysterious blank who it doesn't say a, mis- uh, a, mis- a, a mysterious world? who believes they are living in a simulated reality I'm, I'm i'm assuming it's a mysterious woman yeah uh but when the their newfound bliss world begins to bleed ugly uh they must decide what's real and where they truly belong and in this clip salma hayek discusses how prepared she needed to be to play her character here we go i had to play an anxiety attack and a, and a breakdown a little bit that could be because you need the drugs could be because you're losing your soulmate in a reality that doesn't exist and either way she's feeling something so when you're an actor you have to really believe in something to feel it what the f- is this uh bliss is now streaming on amazon prime by the way i saw the trailer for it it looks pretty cool so that he's he's walking along preston and in reality like there's like a um like a, a homeless guy who tosses him like a like an apple or something you know just as they're walking down the, and, and in his mind he's like in Venice getting oh okay like one of the vendors handing right, him something right. so interesting all right uh that's streaming on Amazon Prime like I said and there you go that's your entertainment report let's take a break all right we've got a lot going on today Jack Osborne's gonna be on the show uh comedian Matthew Broussard is is gonna be checking in he's at Helium Comedy Club we have Kathy's activities another winter blues activities list coming up as well this morning take a break and be right back stay with us 3 WMMR congratulates the grand prize winner. You gotta be kidding me, right? In our no contest. Great day in the morning. Is this Brandon Tear? Why, yes, it is. Why, this is Pierre and Pancake, and we bring gifts. Is that right? That's right. That's 10,000 motherfuckers. 
Somebody gotta wake me up right now. This can't be happening. <laughs> this is so cool. This is like a dream come true. A huge break for me. Where are you from, my friend? Beverly, New Jersey. It's been a long time listener, and I guess persistence and patience finally pays off. Congratulations again, my friend, and thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Terry. Sponsored by Steakum. Easy to prep, 100% beef. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. No, Sandor! 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Cheers. Cheers, man. WMMR rocks. And with these, as I said at the top of the break, the uh, uh, the gray conditions might come a little seasonal depression. Kathy's going to have a winter blues activities list for us. It's exactly what you need to pick you up. I know a lot of times people will turn to meth when they're down, but this, yeah. I think this is going to be so much better and cheaper. And, so much more f- and, cheaper. Yeah. and it'll Even keep your teeth intact. Meth is already cheap, but this is cheaper. And uh, we'll get to that in a little less than an hour or so, so get yourself set for that. In the meantime, though, <laughs> I want to thank Marissa Magnata for sending me this article. I don't know what the, uh, uh, unfortunately, I didn't catch the source of the article, but it's very, very interesting. We haven't done a uh, confessions of uh, conversation in a little while where we ask for people in a certain profession to call in and give us a little bit of info that we, the general public, may not be privy to. A little peek behind the curtain. About your profession. This one has to do with the dental industry. So I'm going to invite those who work in the dental industry to share anything they might find kind of interesting, especially about this very particular subject that I'm going to bring up. But it can be other things as well, things we may not know about your industry, what you see every day, incidents that have happened, so on. But according to a TikTok post, all dentists have a big secret that they know about, and they have a way to tell if people... Especially, well, if people oh, have on. been giving <gasps> BJ's. Are you? No. no. How? I believe it's, it. It's legit. Because, Preston, do you ever smell your breath after you've given one? I do. And it's a completely <laughs> it's not different that. smell. No. So, a claim was on TikTok in the last week with a uh, a poster claiming that dentists can fully tell if you've been giving oral, especially <laughs> if it's been particularly aggressive. So listen, I want I want dentists, and, and we you can remain anonymous if you'd like to. Yes, and, and watch your language. 215-263-WMMR. The claim was verified by an actual dentist who said there is a certain spot in your mouth that gives the telltale sign oh my God. if you've been doing this. Uh, there's a dentist TikToker named uh, Thyrence who said that it's very much a real thing because the rigorous activity can bruise the soft palate, and it is pretty obvious. The bruising is called uh, pete... uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce this. Uh, Pete-chai, P-E-T-E-C-H-I-A-E, pete-chai, which are pinpoint red hemorrhages... That tend to pop up on the roof. So of the your mouth. mouth is swollen. There's something in your mouth that's a swollen? bruise. Basically, there are hemorrhages. There, right. there are little oh, bruises on your soft palate oh. that uh, show that you've been doing this. Is the indication present from this TikTok a dental expert or dentist that um, we're talking very aggressive um, oral? Yeah, like you've okay. been, uh, you've, you've been you've been you've been a trooper. You've okay, you've been going for it. But okay, yeah. you take it seriously. Yeah, you take it seriously. It's remarkable they can tell the difference between not taking it seriously and uh, you know just doing it to do it. And yes. uh, has your dentist ever uh, you know said to you, uh, I-, "I noticed you're a little bit off your game"? Yeah. 
I mean, <laughs> I'm not time. seeing as many ruptures so, as they you usually gotta, do. You got to floss more and be a little less aggressive. Dentists uh, tend to not really. You're knocking it. the f out of your mouth with your <laughs> oral sex. Stop. Really have to stop that. I'm going to want you to use a water pick and stop. I wonder if they ever give that recommendation. Take a break because your hemorrhages in your mouth are really maybe, getting out of control. Maybe they have to, you know. Um, or, or they okay, may not write your prescription for a dental dam. They they may not say specifically, you've been doing this and you need to back off. They may say, hey, you're doing some trauma in, in yeah. whatever you're doing. Back so, off on the D. Anyhow, so <laughs> dentists tend to not really care unless it's the patient is underage or has other signs of abuse. Uh, dental hygienist uh, even brought more knowledge to it on this particular thread on TikTok saying that, yes, it is very much a real thing, but it also depends on how recently you gave someone <laughs> okay. the pleasures uh-huh. and how intense it was. So I, I don't want to get off track, but can other doctors tell similar things? Like, can gynecologists tell certain things or proctologists? I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Okay. Let's stay I'm with sure. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. Let's stay I mean, with we, we, we can do well, ass stuff all next can, week. Okay. We can talk to our doctor real quick, but... You know, I, w- I want to talk to other people as well, but we have uh, from Fox 29 and Penn Medicine, Dr. Mike Cerigliano. Yeah! This morning. Hey, Dr. Mike. Listen, it's petechiae. Petechiae. Of course you know that. Okay. Uh, right, Mike. And that's just, that's just some, yeah, it, it's, it's uh, almost like little red bl- uh, uh, vessels. It's, it's from um, uh, blood vessels being a little damaged, maybe from the trauma right under the skin. But I'm not saying anything else. I'm, <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> I just, but you mispronounced it. It's petechiae. Okay. okay. And it has to, all right. You, wait, wait, wait. Hold, 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 hold. Do you put any credence in this, Dr. Mike? Well, I think it makes uh, sense if there is abrasion or trauma to a particular area, especially the the palate. Uh, you could get little blood vessels, little 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 uh, blisters, if you will, uh, and and that's what we see with petechiae. Petechiae. Okay. All right. Petechiae. All right. All right. All right. Well, we I'm appreciate. We love you. I love you, Doctor Mike. I love you. We'll see you. I think that might petechiae. be a selling point if you're single right now. And you're not especially well hung. You can say, yeah. "I'll protect your petechiae." That's well. Yeah. I won't cause any petechiae. Right. Uh, so that's what the bruising is called. Um, so yeah, this this has been confirmed by a few on TikTok. Uh, and uh, dentists explain the science behind the bruising by comparing it to eating a lot of lollipops mm. and how that that can damage your mouth. I have felt like, uh, for example, I love the uh, almonds, dark chocolate uh, almonds. Uh, and and sometimes if you have done that a lot, you'll feel a little tenderness in the back you of like your mouth. Tear up the roof of your mouth, you know. And it it feels to, in my mouth exactly the same as after I've done aggressive oral sex on someone. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I love going to the dentist. People hate it. I love it. I, I my like, teeth feel so clean afterwards. Uh, I and... like my dentist a lot. Uh, he's you know we've we've grown up. Our kids go to the same school together. He's a super nice guy, but I don't necessarily like going to the dentist. Oh, I, I do. I I, do. I, I, oh. I I'm doctor. Shout out to Doctor Pajula. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it, it, very pleasant experience, and I end up falling asleep a lot. And then of course I always start off with my stories of oral sex, and then we and then I pass out. Well, and if I don't get the hygienist that I like, who like thoroughly cleans my teeth, I get annoyed. Like mm. I'll schedule my appointment so that I'm with her. I'm like, oh, is it with Linda today? Do you ever walk in and do they ever say, you know, code red petechiae damage? Hey, dude, <laughs> no, listen, you... they, they like me too. I don't have a lot of dental issues. Okay. Like he, the dentist comes in, checks two seconds. He's like, you're good. We'll see yeah. you in six yeah. months. Um, this is the gal who doesn't 
you know, yeah. shots know. and stuff like yeah. that, and you like going to the dentist. Well, because I'm not getting, I'm not getting any of that. You know, it's I'm not flawless. Getting, it's like I'm it, not like, getting the drill or anything like that. If your gynecologist high fives you, you'd like yeah. going there too. So but even the, the iron hook that they clean your oh, teeth yeah, no, with, scraping the, the plaque picking off. at it. Oh, you love that? I love it, but okay. it does. You know what? I think it doesn't. Um, it doesn't hurt me like it right. hurts other people because I guess. You take maybe, care of your teeth. Well, yeah, take yeah. care of my teeth. Maybe there's not a lot on there. Like, whatever. Listen, yeah. you're, it's your money. You can request your hygienist. Or it's at least, your mouth, too. It's your mouth and it's your money. So you go, hey, I want you Linda. Want to. Yeah, I want you know? Linda. And if you can't give me Linda, I'm going to go somewhere else. <laughs> uh, All right, let me go to some calls here. And, and I do want verification from the dental industry. 215-263-WMMR. If this is indeed correct. That you can tell if somebody has been <laughs> or not uh, by looking in their mouth. I'm going to go to uh, Eric. Hey, Eric, how you doing? Good morning, guys. Morning, bud. What's up? So my wife is a uh, dental hygienist, and I'll echo exactly what Dr. Mike said. It is indeed petechiae. You are breaking the blood vessels in the back of your throat, your mouth. But what's more funny is that... When uh, the hygienists go through school, you have to find your own patients a lot of times. And my wife came home one time, and one of the other women who she was in college with had her own mother as her patient. Oh, no. <laughs> and oh my God. she saw the petechiae. Hey, Mom, if you could only imagine, she pretty much looked at the other girls in fear and was like, dear God. Wow. My mother needs a need, what, what is the actual flesh that's being, because I know the, so the petechiae is the soft palate. The soft palate. My mother needs a soft palate uh, <laughs> replacement. Replacement. Wow. Yeah, oh yeah. But uh, what's certainly even more interesting is the other crazy stories that she will come home with every single day. Do tell. Her- Are there a couple that come to mind? Because that's what I want to hear about this, confessions of the dental industry. Okay, so it, it's hilarious, right? So we, we all lay down to go to sleep, do we not? Yes. Yeah. Well, so she'll have patients that get in the chair, and as she reclines them in the chair, they say, whoa, 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 don't lean me back. I can't lean back like that. And her response is, well, you, you do lay down to go to sleep, don't you? Yeah. You know, like like silly stuff. People People are even, like, you would think you would brush your teeth before you go to the dentist. People come in. With full-on like McDonald Happy Meals. Oh my God! Yeah. Well, well, there yeah. was I, I heard I heard a story recently about people you know in in the, in the COVID situation about um, you know making their making their um, dental appointments and going in and being asked how are you going to work on me with my mask on? And, yeah, uh, the response yeah. being we're going to take it off. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and, and it's it's unfortunate like with with COVID, uh, you know, all of the hygienists they're they're the highest at risk because they're mm. aspirate, they're creating yeah. Yeah. Uh, stuff, you know, in your, in your mouth and stuff like that. But, um, she can tell if you have a drug problem, you know, there's a classic meth mouth where your teeth are literally crumbling. Yeah. Those, those that's, yeah, we can tell that's that. an obvious, yeah. You don't even, yeah. you don't even have, you don't even have to be, you know, you can probably see that from across a football field in many cases. So, <laughs> right. um, yeah, yeah. I, I wonder what else, I mean, besides that, um, she ever had anybody like puke on her or anything like that? Yeah, there's a lot of patients with very strong gag reflexes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you have to uh, be fairly gentle. But she's she's a hygienist that uh, Kathy would love because she is beyond thorough. <laughs> oh, where does she work? 
<laughs> You're an artist. Uh, yeah. We're in we're in Delaware. Oh so. man. Okay. I had Kath, right, thanks by the way, Eric. Appreciate it. Kath, uh, impress you had her as well. We had one hygienist who would it, it basically felt like she was massaging your gums before uh, your uh, and she was basically feeling you know I guess it was like a, a cancer screening exactly you know yep but it was like a gum massage. Yeah. I was like this is great. It's, it's it was yeah. kind of odd at first, yeah. but yeah, sticking their finger up mm-hmm. in in uh, your mouth. I haven't had anybody do that before or since, but I mean, listen, if you're going to the dentist, brush your teeth and, and stuff before, you know, if you're going to go to get a massage. Have a full bag of yeah. Oreos. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. If you're going to get a massage, take a shower before you, you know, go to the massage yeah. place. If you're going for a haircut, cut your hair before you go to the barber. Put some cologne on yeah. your junk if you're getting a hooker. Yeah. Do, do, the, do the things that show you Come care. On. Wait, if you're going to go to the barber, cut your hair. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. I'm like, <laughs> 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 but I do have a friend. Can like that? I did. I laughed. The authentic laugh. You had a friend? Uh, I had a friend who would do her nails before she went to the... um uh, well, I actually wasn't my friend, but it was my girlfriend's uh, sister. She would literally do her nails before she went and got a, pedi- uh, a manicure. Okay. Yeah. That's weird. It's totally weird, right? Uh, let me, but you should brush your teeth before you go yes. to the dentist. Uh, I have a dentist on the line. It's Jeff. Hey, Jeff, good morning. Hey, you guys rock. How are you doing? Good, man. What's up, bud? Uh, not a whole lot. Yeah, so I just want to weigh in on uh, the old petechiae thing. Yes. Uh, yeah, so uh, you can get petechiae from a number of different things. A lot of smokers will have it, so you know sometimes it's hard to tell 100% exactly what's going on there. Okay. Uh, but one of the more common things that you'll see, uh, you know, HPV, uh, even like uh, herpes, you'll get a number of different lesions on the back of the throat. Yeah, it's disgusting. So, on the back of the throat. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, it's uh, getting deposited right there directly. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, rather nice. Of course, as uh, say, if you're a Peter North, then you're going to be able to hit that area. Uh, now, I uh, I imagine you see a lot of uh, disgusting things like that. But uh, well, yeah, I, I had someone the other day, and uh, you know, came in, you know, big kind of you know bumps on the back of the throat, and you know, the uvula, the little thing kind of yeah. hanging down. Uh, all over it. So, you know, the person was having a little bit of a hard time swallowing just because, again, they were getting bigger and bigger. Uh, and, you know, the person was deciding, hey, I'll try to scratch it off to try to get it off. Ooh. Oh, my God. What? Reaching Ooh. in there with their fi- well, they, were they using something to scratch it off? Uh, a finger, yeah. Oh, my God. Peanut. Oh, that sounds awful. Wow. Man, uh, oh, man. Know, I, yeah, it, it presents in a lot of different ways. And usually when people come in, they say, again, having a hard time swell- swallowing and you know, things are a little itchy or uncomfortable, and a lot of times they just need, uh, you know, some antiviral medication that clears it up a bit. So, right. so are there are there telltale sex things? Like, for example, I mean, can you know, can you tell? Conversely, um, you ever you, see pubic hair in there? Right. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I haven't really checked with the hair. Care okay, you've so. checked. Not only have you checked, you have a collection. <laughs> All right, thank I you, Jeff. Appreciate it. Thank appreciate you. Appreciate the call, man. Uh, I'm going to go to uh, Danny, a dental hygienist. I, uh, uh, Danny, you're on the air. Good morning. It's actually Sandy. Hi. Oh, Sandy. 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 I'm sorry, I got that wrong, yeah, but that's okay. That's okay. Uh, here you go, Sandy. There you go. What's up, <laughs> <Yeah>. Sandy? <laughs> so, as far as your question to the dentist, when I was in hygiene school, one of my professors pulled me aside and asked me if my patient was gay. Because when she examined my patient, she found pubic hair in her mouth. Found pubic hair in her mouth. Correct. Okay. Okay. Correct. Wow. So, yeah. And as far as the petechiae, when um, we were in hygiene school, we did a poster board presentation on child abuse. 
and there's other telltale signs, but yeah, that is one of the signs of finding out if a child has wow. um, been what? sexually abused. Oh what? my God! Let me ask you on the other thing. What 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 is a dentist, or what is what are you allowed to ask, uh, like a um, patient? So, I've had some of these conversations with patients because a lot of patients don't understand that when we're doing your health history, we need to know pretty much everything. Yeah. Because if something happens to you in our chair and we have to call the EMTs and you are not able to be verbal, we need to let the EMT know if you had gastric bypass, if you've had heart attacks, strokes. So there's a lot of personal things that we do need to find out to put in your medical history. So in case the EMTs come, yeah. we can make sure that whatever medications you're on, even over-the-counter baby aspirin, multivitamin, DE, fish oil, all that stuff can interfere with what an EMT is going to do to keep you alive. So we need to know everything. So, yeah, I mean, I'm very <laughs> – I ask a lot of things. So I'm not shy about – I always talk about the purple elephant in the room. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I mean, we have to because dentistry is health care at the end of the day. We sure. are health care, and we're trying to take care of you guys. Listen, if you have a purple elephant sitting right in your uh, yeah. room there, you need, <laughs> you'd be ridiculous not to bring it up. It. By the way, yeah. do, you, do yeah, you guys ask – uh, do, you, do you guys ask uh, children if they've been abused or anything like that? You know what I mean? Uh, so I, I've been at doctor's offices where they'll, they'll ask you flat out if uh, yeah. once they have you alone, are you uh, experiencing any abuse? It's kind of like a standard question. Sure, yeah. I don't think, as far as myself, I've never asked anybody that because, again, there are some telltale signs. Like there's a triangular area around the ear where you can see abuse. If the frena in the front where your lip connects to your gum tissue, if that's, like, broken or damaged. <sighs> I mean, there are signs and symptoms that wow. you can look for. Okay. Um, but as a hygienist, as a dentist, we if we suspect abuse, yeah, we're under the regulation of any other doctor out there that we have to report yeah, you're, within you're, 24 to 48 hours. So You're legally obliged to do that. Never, so I've always been asked, Preston, whenever I go for I, I I get asked, do I feel safe at home or, right, or right, all right, those right. sort of questions. Yeah, yeah. I never yeah. I had never thought of, of dentists yeah. being and, sure. and hygienists being able to spot signs of abuse other than obviously, you know, bruises on the outside of your body. Or broken teeth or things of that think nature. Inside yeah. of the, the mouth like that. Right, right. Yeah. Thank you, Sandy. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too. See you later. Oh, oh thank you. you. And so do you. Uh, let me go to, hang on a second here. I have an, an anonymous call on the line. Hi, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, guys. Hey, so, uh, yeah, do tell. This looks interesting. <laughs> I dated a girl in college, and she adamantly refused to do that. Refused. and To do oral her, for her, you, her, yeah. Yeah, her mom was her dentist. And I used to ask her, I was like, what, what's the deal? And she'd say, my mom will know. And I oh, man. Talking about, You're so full of it. She's like, no. My mom will know. And I said, how's your mom going to know? She goes, at least all she used to say wasn't really elaborated. And I still, to this day, used to think it was BS until this, this guy, you guys are doing. Until this could, very moment. Could you imagine if her dad was her proctologist? Wow. <laughs> she said it leaves a hickey on the roof of your bed. A hickey. That's what she's talking about. So That's she's validating. Yeah. A hickey That's inside your mouth. Wow. No. That poor girl I, and all her poor boyfriends. Yeah, wow. get a different dentist. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Of course, that'd be kind of weird. I'm getting a different dentist so I can give oral sex. You know what? In, in the people who 
and we've seen them before, people who let their mouth go. Yeah. And I'm talking black teeth and the whole deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder at what point that becomes like, like they won't get treatment because at this point now they're embarrassed to go to the dentist because they've done so much wrong with their mouth. Well, you know for years I, mean? I had a terrible dentist growing up. I mean, he was a nice guy. He was a nice family guy. And it wreaked havoc for a lot of the stuff that I have in, in my mouth and that I'm dealing with, you know, currently. But it, it made you not want to go to Well, him? no, I went to the dentist throughout the years. But, okay. but I mean, it's like, it, you know, you, you pay. My dad, the whole family had to, you know, the guy was nice, but he was not. <laughs> and I, I have Irish teeth to begin with, which is not, not awesome. But. Um, yeah, it was that, that sort of thing where it like, you know, you, you, you didn't know it would have an effect down the road because it wasn't being done right initially. Mm. I think the guy actually committed suicide later on. In life. Yikes. Yeah. You know what that used to be? There was a time when the, the highest was uh, dentist, the highest, uh, uh, suicide stats rate. of suicide rate. Yeah. Was, was dentist. That's and Preston, right. he had yeah. his office and they say one of the big contributing factors is office in his home. He had his office in his oh, house. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, why are why are a lot of dentists in homes like in your neighborhood? Yeah, I I think you benefit from walking out a door and going someplace else. The last thing you want is to walk four feet and be in your office. At least for me, especially if you're a dentist. My doctor growing up was the the next neighborhood over, and he, it was just a house in the middle of the community. Yeah. It was a doctor's office. Yeah, maybe t- it's cheaper that way. I told you guys before I uh, you know came to this area. That was bizarre to me. <laughs> Because it, I didn't grow up where you went to an office building yeah. to go to the dentist. And, and there weren't homes like that. I guess weird. it's a Northeast thing. And uh, so now, but I'm used to it. But yeah. It's weird. Yeah, and I remember actually, I remember, I remember as a kid, Dr. Schultz. And you would go, I remember going in and you'd go in, you'd go through a door and by accident you'd be in his living room. Yeah. Oh, really? Like, I mean, that's, <laughs> I, I mean, it was right there. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, I had no idea. I had no idea that uh, that they could tell or uh, that see the effects of uh, performing oral in the bedroom. Yeah, uh, that uh, there that is, is that a, telltale. That there's yeah. a telltale sign. <laughs> Not and always it's, in the bedroom either. <laughs> uh, it's called the what was it again? The, the patechia. Yeah. Dev Patel. Wow. Okay. Uh, I wonder how recently it has had to have happened. In yeah, other words, yeah, yeah. does it ha- is it, is it easier to tell if it happened in the waiting room? I think uh, from what I had read, it needs, yeah, like you could tell if it happened in the waiting in room. In the waiting room, I assume. I don't know. If you get a bruise, doesn't it take like a little while for that to settle in? Depends on how aggressive, I guess. Right, right. I mean, you or know. Is, yeah, is the mouth the same i had um, more sensitive well, i mean there's, there's only so many highlights magazines you can read before you want some oral i had c- cupping done on my shoulder and um the it's a week it's been a week and they're like still bright and there do you okay. like that cupping my, my yeah, wife gets it all the cupping. time she loves it i do yeah, yeah. <laughs> do they do the uh the cupping by uh putting a, a little flame under there or just no, by suction thing? yeah just yeah. it's like a little pump yep okay uh, anyhow, uh, well, thank you for your calls. We appreciate it. But that was an eye opener. Had no idea that you could tell that from uh, a person's mouth. Jeez. We got to take a break. We're going to come back because we got some beat file stories. I got a stack of them waiting to pass along to you. And, uh, we have some guests on the program. You know what else we have? What? We got some goodies to give away because our friends from Duncan have arrived. Brought all kinds of great stuff. And by the way, uh, they can help you share the love with Valentine's Day beverages and treats. I have a $50 gift card for caller number 12 at 215-263-WMMR. Why run all over town when you can run to Dunkin' for everything that you need to make your celebrations extra sweet? Call now. Let's get you that gift card. We'll be right back. 
That's new. Glad you asked. ACDC. Weezer. Alexandria. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. All right, let's do this. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you this morning by... DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You can download the DraftKings app and use the code ROCK Rock. to get in on the action. We're going to start uh, with this story. The United States Coast Guard rescued three Cuban nationals from a deserted Bahaman island where they've been living off coconuts for 33 days. Mm, coconuts pie, <laughs> yeah. coconut steak, coconut milk. Uh, while doing routine patrols on Monday, U.S. Coast Guard air crews saw the two men and women making we, uh, waving makeshift flags on Anguilla Cay, which is located in a chain of islands between the lower Florida Keys and Cuba. This is almost think- like a stereotypical survival story living off the coconuts, yeah. Preston. Yeah. yeah, and I think it was also coconuts and rats, by the way. Oh, rats? Yeah. Oh, rats. Toss coconut salad. There we go. Fresh coconut milk. <laughs> New England boiled coconut. Dude, ah, I hate coconuts. They were, they were sick of their coconuts. Uh, so, yeah, the Coast Guard dropped down a radio, food, and water to the trio on Monday, and then they rescued them off the island on Tuesday. And you know what was awesome? Mm-hmm. The radio was locked on 93.3 WMMR. <laughs> And they must have been so There was yeah. video of it, though, from inside of the uh, plane or helicopter, whatever they were in when they dropped it. It was pretty cool to yeah. see. I mean, not for the poor people on the island. <laughs> the Cubans boated capsized in rough waters about five weeks ago, and the trio told the Coast Guard they swam to the island. Uh, reportedly, there were no serious injuries, but they were flown to the Lower Keys Medical Center to be checked out. All right. Uh, here's a great story, and especially... Awesome is the word involved, or the name involved in this particular uh, story. A video of a National University of Singapore professor realizing towards the end of his Zoom lecture that he was muted the entire oh time. Oh, my God. Did he, he still had people watching? Oh, yeah. is circulating online because I think you, you may have to stay on to get credit for it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, so it provided a glimpse into some of the hiccups that occur uh-huh. with the world increasingly going digital. Uh, so the associate present professor, Mr. Wang Dong. Wang, no, no, now that's just sure. cruel parents. Mr. Wang Dong, uh, NUS's mathematics department, finished his lecture with a typical call for questions. However, no one answered him, and he said, huh, oh, okay, we can finish our class. And eventually a few students spoke up informing the professor that he had been on mute mode all the while. They said, we couldn't hear anything from you since 6.08 a.m., Jesus oh said a God, student. That's terrible. Uh, the discovery took uh, Mr. Wang Dong by surprise. He said, from what? Uh, the student confirmed the time, and Mr. Wang could be seen looking uh, beside him as if to confirm the current time. After taking a few moments to compose himself, Wang Dong uh, accepted the reality and informed the students that he would repeat the lesson some other time. <laughs> Did you see the, uh, the footage? I think it was during the uh, impeachment trial. Uh, one of the senators was on and was completely upside down on the Zoom picture. Oh, no, really? Yeah. That's, funny. That's great. 
Uh, the driver of a pickup truck walked away from the scene of a crash Wednesday morning in Hollywood, Florida, that left the pickup and big rig covered in human waste. <laughs> The crash, I mean, it's covered in crap. I yeah. saw a picture of it. The crash occurred in the morning. Uh, the driver of the big rig said that uh, he was hauling fertilizer while traveling west when he saw a red pickup truck speeding in the other direction. He said that, that driver lost control, crossed over the medium, and crashed in front of a home. It's like Back to the Future. And he said, I guess it came over the railroad tracks extremely fast, and it was losing control. Uh, the driver, Manuel Fernandez, said that his big rig was not actually struck, Jeez. but he had to come to a quick stop to avoid being hit, which caused all the human waste to spill out, <sighs> covering his truck and the pickup truck. He said it was in the air, and it just ended up right there. I had to stop so fast that the stuff came over into my truck. Fernandez said the driver of the pickup casually walked away from the scene after the crash, appearing to not draw attention to himself. I I would have walked away from the scene and into oncoming traffic. Uh, Fernandez also believed he saw the man carrying a rifle bag with him, so they are looking for this guy. This is wild, man. A metal-loving musician in Tampa, Florida has just made a guitar unlike any other. The guy's name is Prince Midnight, and he made his, what he calls a Skellicaster, using both the remains of a leftover Fender Telecaster and the bones of his dearly departed Uncle Flip, the man who introduced him to the rock genre back in the 1990s. And it's not just like, you know, no, a leg bone or something. It's huge. It's the, the rib cage. Yeah, it's you got to see a picture of it. Flip died in a motorcycle accident in Greece in 1996 at the age of 28, and his skeleton was donated to a local college. Uh, and Midnight said after 20 years, he ended up in a cemetery my family had to pay rent on, like literally a, in a wooden box. He said it's a problem in Greece because the Orthodox religion doesn't want people cremated. So with the help of a local funeral home, Prince Midnight had Uncle Flip's bones sent from Greece but the plot thickened when he declined to buy a cemetery plot. Uh, the bones were in pieces, and after a few weeks of showing them to his friends, Prince Midnight decided that since Uncle Flip was a metalhead, we'd turn him into a guitar. Uh, friends familiar with making guitars from scratch warned him that a bone guitar wouldn't sound as good as one made from wood, but Prince Midnight was undeterred. He said, I didn't care. So the challenge was he had to weld a metal bar to the spine to attach the neck to the skeleton. Then he had to make sure that the neck and bridge would be exactly parallel so the guitar strings would freely ring. And he also had to put a jack for the cord into Uncle Flip's hip bone. (laughs) Uncle Flip's skull was included in the remains. Prince Midnight said that it was damaged and couldn't be added to the head of the guitar. Uh, Midnight is forbidden by law from selling the Skellicaster. Uh, Still, he admits his project caused some awkward moments with his mom. At first, he said, uh, she said it was sacrilegious. And the work of the devil. You know how moms are. (laughs) When you take old family members and turn them into musical instruments? But he said, I asked her, hey, Uncle Flip was the biggest metalhead of anybody. Where would he rather be, in the ground or shredding? And she said shredding. You know, you're right. So he went ahead and made it. It's wild looking. But, yeah, the guy managed to create the guitar out of his uncle. Seems it would be difficult to play because the uh, the, the ribs kind of arc over your playing area. Yeah, it's kind of strange. But he got it worked out. A woman has been arrested on warrants for stealing diapers and assaulting someone with a bat. Uh, Sabrina Carter was charged with felony counts of substantial battery with use of dangerous weapon and a pos- and possession of cocaine. Officers were sent uh, to what's called a Taylor Mart for an assault with a bat. 
And upon arrival, one officer found the woman who had been allegedly hit with the bat in a bathroom with a laceration on her head. The officer watched surveillance video and saw that the woman in the store and Carter uh, were arrived arrived in a Cadillac, removing a bat from her car, and she entered the store. Carter then hit the woman about ten times with the bat before leaving. So the woman who attacked and robbed the diapers arrived in a Cadillac? Yeah. Uh, an officer went to a Walmart for a theft that had happened the day prior. Upon arriving, that officer spoke to a loss prevention officer who said at 9.30 p.m. a woman went into the diaper aisle, grabbed five boxes of diapers, got them scanned at the register, and then told the cashier she wasn't going to pay for them and left the store. Sweetie, where's my diaper bat? I'm going to Walmart. The loss prevention officer reportedly said the woman was Carter. On February 2nd, an officer conducted a stop of a car driven by Carter. To take her into custody on multiple warrants during the search, they found a bag of cocaine as oh. well. So. Uh, The hearing is set for February 11th today, by the way. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. Let's take a break and let's give away some more good stuff from our friends at Dunkin'. I have a $50 gift card for caller number 14 at 215-263-WMMR. You can grab Dunkin's heart-shaped donuts to share the love with that special someone in your life. So let's set you up with it right now. We'll take a break. Come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay close. We got Kathy's Winter Blues Activity coming up next. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24-karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order now and receive free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24-karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order now and receive free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Hey, before we get into the the full-on activities list that we're going to get from uh, Kath, I do want to remind you that we are doing the Cardboard Classic Home Edition uh, this year. And it's it's thanks to a lot of our big groups that make the sleds every year and come out and it's their it's their thing which i love it it's their thing and by the way <laughs> here in our uh in our xfinity lounge we've been having this loop i love of, of the cardboard classic that's been running on our big monitors and i just sit there and stare at it for a little while because it's such a crazy awesome event and so impressive so what we're going to do is instead of doing uh, you know, we're, we're not going to have the big gathering this year so we're going to do the home edition it's a chance for you to create your own sled at home much, much smaller. Uh, you got to get the details at WMMR.com. Uh, but it's a four by six foot base as opposed to, you know, there's really gigantic ones that you can do. Uh, and you can go to WMMR.com to get the details. Uh, same rules, cardboard, tape, string, glue, and paint. And uh, we're going to essentially, you're not going to run them. We're not going to race them or anything like that. But we're going to have 
Listeners vote on them. What's the latest? I saw Marissa whisper something to you. Well, uh, she might be able to explain a little bit better, but the loop that you're talking about, the word that's uh, playing in our Xfinity Lounge, is available now. Where on our YouTube page, Marissa? Yeah, so um, if anybody wants to join this and wants some inspiration, or if you just love the Cardboard Classic as much as we do, it's fun to share. You can go right to the Preston and Steve YouTube page and watch this playlist that we're watching every day. Love it. All right, if you want to get in on the Cardboard Classic Home Edition, you can uh, get all the details. Go to WMMR.com and just use the the keyword cardboard and you will find it. So, uh, that's a, a home activity you can do, but let's get away from home and do <laughs> the uh, winter blues activities list from uh, Kathy, which is a, a new thing this year. Yeah, perfect way to describe it. Uh, somebody wanted something to do uh, during this time where maybe people are experiencing some seasonal seasonal depression. So, uh, yeah, we have some activities and you say, uh, get out of the house, but some require because people some people are still not comfortable leaving their house. But yes. they, they're getting bored. They need something to do. Go out of the freaking mind. Some of these things, you are leaving the house. Others are virtual. Okay. Let's get to them. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me let me give the official setup. Activity number one. I'm not starting without that. Yeah, come on. Um, so, yeah, so I wanted to do this today because uh, some things are for Valentine's Day uh, and happening this weekend. So on February 13th, which is Saturday, Maniunk.com has teamed up with the Founders Brewing Company to turn Maniunk into a winter wonderland in the Founders Freeze-Out. So uh, they're saying everything is going to be socially distanced. You have to wear your masks, but you can stroll up and down Main Street. You can catch live ice carving demonstrations. Ice sculptures will be lining Main Street. Uh, Founders specials in restaurants and bars. They're doing giveaways and all of this taking place on Saturday, February 13th from 11 to 4. It's a family-friendly event. Uh, at 1230, there'll be a live, a live ice carving at Main and Rector Streets and then at 330 at the Union Tap House on Umbria Street. And I love that they give the times because I feel like a lot of times you go to these uh, ice events and they say live ice carvings, but you don't know exactly you don't know what where. it is. Yeah. You get there and it's like in two hours and your kids aren't going to last. By the way, I failed to mention that Kathy's activity list is sponsored by Acme Markets Fresh Foods Local Flavor, another rewarding activity. Shopping at Acme, by the way. Earn reward points just for shopping and redeem them for grocery items and discounts on gas. Participating Exxon stations, download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. So 1230, the live ice carving at Main and Rector Streets in Maniunk, and then at 330 at the Union Tap House on Umbria Street. You can also listen to live music at Canal View Park at, from 1130 until 130, and then again from 2 to 4. They're saying this is an outside event, so make sure you dress warm. It is going to be cold this weekend. I um, mean, you can get all of the details at maniunk.com slash events. Also, this whole list will be on PrestonandSteve.com. If you bundle up, you'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be yep. fine. Uh, and if you like the whole ice carving, there's a, uh, another ice event. It's Ice Art ice art and warm hearts in uh, Ardmore in Suburban Square. So this is Saturday the 13th again from 2 to 6. Uh, you can enjoy beautiful ice sculptures, more live ice carvings as you walk through Suburban Square. Elsa and Anna and Olaf will be there. Oh, along. my God. I thought they were animated. Yeah, mm-hmm. so this is a little bit more of a kids event, uh, along with musical performances from both for both adults and kids. You can go to SuburbanSquare.com for details. Awesome. <laughs> See, Elsa was going to be there. What? Elsa's going to be Elsa's there. Elsa's going to be there. Yes, Steve, you might want to check it out. Uh, so this is uh, one that was on uh, my last list, but I'm keeping it on this list just because this company has so many uh, activities, so many workshops in place through all of February and all of March. So they've got it on the list. If you're looking for something to do, you can't do it um, this weekend. Like I said, through March, they've got activities planned. So it's Slip Pot Bonsai. They're known for their bonsai and beer events, and they're having a couples bonsai Valentine's Day event um, on February 14th, so on Sunday. 
Sunday on Valentine's Day. A couple's? Uh, yes, for, uh, for couples. Yeah, okay. And yeah, a couple. It'll take place at the Neshaminy Creek Brewing Company. <laughs> Attendees will get a healthy two-year-old bonsai tree and a ceramic pot, as well as all of the uh, stuff that you'll need to plant this. Uh, and then it, com- it comes with a beer. So your ticket comes with a con- mm. um, with a uh, Neshaminy Creek Brewing uh, beer. Will you serve that in a cup, by the yeah, way? Yeah, a cup. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, during the class, you'll put the bonsai tree together. You'll style and learn how to care for it. You can go to. School. I love bonsai. I, I, it's 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 like I I, I, I don't know. I, I find, looking at those plants, I find very, I don't know, soothing. Comfort. Is, is that stupid? A tiny little tree, but I love it. No, it doesn't do it for me, but I'm yeah. happy for you. So I that's enjoy cool. it. Yeah, a lot of people do. Well, and this is like the new trend in uh, home plants. It's like the succulents were it, last year, right? It, no, yeah. it is. So this, yes, and people are wanting to put these bonsai trees mm. in their house. And ah. now, of course, there's events where you can do it yourself. I think it's my ASMR. <laughs> yeah, bonsai. Okay. The bonsai yeah. tree. So, uh, yeah, so, so this event, the Couples Bonsai, is on Valentine's Day on February 18th. They have another in-person event at the Con- Hawken Brewing Company in Phoenixville on February 28th, uh, Moss Mill Brewing Company in Lower Southampton. I wonder if this new boom has anything to do with Cobra Kai because Seriously? Oh, at the maybe. LaRusso uh, um, uh, car dealership, right, you right. get a free bonsai tree with any car that you buy. Mm. I it wonder. could be part of it. It might be. It might be. Uh, and they also have a virtual option, which is uh, what I'm taking place in, and it's actually for the kids. So Slip Hop Bonsai also offers a kids virtual workshop. It's the same thing, just minus the beer, and the kids can stay at home. So what I did, which is really cool, is I got a group of my son's friends, and all ten of them are going to be on this Zoom class together. Uh, and then the, the guy who runs it, Mike, he's going to uh, do the Zoom class with them and teach them how they can plant the tree with you know comes with you know all the the soil anything that you need to uh the ceramic pot all of that anything that you need to do to create this um he's going to deliver and if you're within six uh 15 miles of uh drexel hill he can deliver it to your house otherwise there's other pickup options and things like that but you can so you can create your own workshop or uh he has ones that you can sign up for love it very good so up next, this is also for Sunday on Valentine's Day. You can celebrate Valentine's Day at the Reading Terminal Market, either in person or virtually. So everybody loves the Reading Terminal Market. You yes. can go there. You can shop in-store all weekend. They've got everything you need for Valentine's Day. Sweets, treats, gifts. They actually have uh, romantic dinner supplies for two, so they kind of have everything set up for you. You can just go pick it up. Uh, they're also live streaming Valentine themed demonstrations on Facebook. This is taking place on Friday, February 12th, uh, from 10:30 in the morning until 3:30 in the afternoon. So you can just go to their live uh, their live Facebook page. They're going to be doing fudge making, sweet pairings, corn, corn, do- <laughs> corn dog bouquets, frap art, tablescaping, corn up. dog bouquets. Yes. Wait a minute. <laughs> this is at the Reading Terminal Market. Yeah. And it's it's on actual Valentine's Day. Uh, no, so so this is the um, demonstrations that they're going to do on Facebook Live. Oh, okay. They're, they're basically going to show you how to put it together. All right. Corn dog bouquets. <laughs> Does anybody love corn dogs besides me? No, I love them. I love them. I, I, I absolutely adore them, and I never, ever, ever, ever eat them. They're one of those things that I think that I love, and then I have one. I'm like, I don't really love this. Oh, I love the them. I think the problem is... I'm like, yeah, this is a great-looking thing. I love I love all the ingredients, and then I eat it. I'm like, why did I do this? My oh. problem is that they're too healthy. Oh, yeah. yeah. So healthy. Now, sometimes, though, um, they think that the cornbread around the dog is the, is the show. 
It's not the show. You know, the, if the dog on the inside sucks, then it, you know what I'm well, saying? Well, that's true. It has, there has to be harmony in, yes. in corn dog land, <laughs> uh, but uh, the cornbread can be the show. Yeah. Yeah. No, you can cannot have show. an inferior no. hunk of cornbread or you're just, you're, as they say, whacking off. I... <laughs> That's what they say. That's what they say. In in cornbread parlance. There's one guy that's that's what they say. I need a cornbread, or I'm not a cornbread, but but a corn dog bouquet. Marissa made me a pickle bouquet. Yeah. Yeah. Last year, and it was one of my favorite things ever. And now I want this. Yesterday's (laughs) love you help you line was uh, Reading Terminal Market. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's cool. How Uh, much of it is open? Uh, uh, Sorry, uh, uh, Kathy. Just. I mean, I'm just course, curious as to what uh, what amount of the Reading Terminal Market is open. I assume a lot of it. I think most of it is. According to this, I, I got a press release, and, and they're saying that their stores are opened. All and right. And their gonna, paths are free to walk. Yeah, and they have, you know, all of this all of this stuff, um, you know, ready for you. So all right. Excellent. Also, the last thing, um, Valentine's Pudding. And so these things that they're doing on Friday on Facebook Live, you can tune in. And you can watch them, and they'll give you ideas. So if it's stuff you want to do, you want to make the corn dog bouquet yeah. for your loved one, they're going to tell you how to put it together, uh, and then you'll be able to do it on your own. Um, um, to tell you something? 70 vendors? What's that? 70 vendors? Or open at Reading Terminal? That's what uh, the line okay. said yesterday. Okay, All right. perfect. Cool. All right, let's do this. Again, this weekend, February 13th and 14th, Saturday and Sunday, the Elmwood Park Zoo is holding a Valentine's Day brunch. Uh, and you can sign up for it on their website. It's elmwoodparkzoo.org. And I looked, um, and they still have availability. So a fun Valentine's Day brunch at the zoo is for your entire loving family. Brunch is held in the socially distanced Canopy Gardens Pavilion. Which is great. And will be followed by an animal meet and greet. And listen to this. Guests who would prefer some quality time alone can actually send their kids off to the educational animal workshop while they have brunch. And then get it on. No, no. no the, the at Elm- the zoo, you're still in public. I know. Oh, you're right. Oh. The Elmwood Park Zoo is Awesome. We were there a couple months ago, and it is, it is, it's a gem. And if you have not been there, you got to get over there. Yes. And so the uh, three brunch sessions each day, 10 a.m., 11, 15, and 12, 30. Like I said, I checked yesterday, and there was, there was still availability. You can register for the brunch. Uh, your tickets include brunch, admission to the zoo, and an animal meet and greet. So even afterwards, you can walk around the zoo. If you're just tuning in, it's Kathy's Winter Blues Activities List, which is brought to you by Acme Markets. And obviously, a lot of this ties into Valentine's Day. That makes it very timely. If yeah. you're looking for something different to do, and a lot of people are, Kathy. Yes. So we, we do have a lot of things for Valentine's Day. Uh, now for uh, a, a few different you know times of, of year as we move okay. through February and March. The Mercantile at Doylestown has weekly Mommy and Me classes every Wednesday at 10 a.m. In February, they offer both cupcake decorating and cookie decorating. So um, they kind of gear this towards ages 3 to 5, they said. That's what they recommend. So instead of doing the full baking, you're just decorating. Could an older man without kids sign up for this? You know what, Steve? I'm going to keep you away from this one. <laughs> <laughs> Probably smart. The cupcake decorating is taught. Uh, mommy me and me. The cupcake decorating is taught by Sweet Sisters Cupcakes. Uh, and each class offers a different theme. Where are the mommies? The mommy and me pair will have fun uh, learning to pipe, spread, and sprinkle on the cookies and cupcakes. Each oh. child will decorate two cupcakes that they can take home. And then mom or dad, whoever comes with them, also will get two cupcakes. That's Sir, great. are you ready to do pipe, spread, and sprinkle? I've been ready since March. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and all class materials are included in this. So it's $30 uh, for you and your child. There is a limit of 10 pairs for each class um, just to keep it socially distanced. So you do have to sign up. You have to RSVP on their website. All right. I'm liking these. I'm liking these a lot. 
So this isn't one that's specific to any date or time. This is just something that I did recently, and I would highly recommend it. Uh, and I know that there are, it's not anything new. It just was so much fun, and I, I was kind of like, okay, this is a good activity. So I recently went to Terrain. Uh, I love the, Terrain. For the first time, and I had never been which, there. I'd never been to Terrain. Which one did you go to? Well, Nick, I went to Glen Mills, and I loved it so much. I was like, well, I want to see what the one in Devon's like. So I actually went to both of them. They're both awesome. Yeah. So hey, I don't know what Terrain is. Yeah, what is it? Uh, great food. So it's under the Urban brand, the Urban Outfitters brand. It's um, basically, Preston, like floral and hearty on steroids. Okay, but they have restaurants uh, but they also, there. They have a cafe, so yeah. they have the Terrain Cafe, and it's you know healthy, uh, seasonal foods. You would love a lot it. Of, uh, the menu is different. I think you would like it, Preston. Okay, it's a very unique menu, and it does change seasonally. And they have fire pit action They've in the got evening. Fire pits outside, yeah. yeah. And then you can do you know you can go shopping for you know plants and succulents and dried floral arrangements and wreaths and you know it, all that kind of listen, stuff. Listen, I like it. So that yeah. I mean, it, 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 guys, if you're reticent, don't. It, it's a cool place, and so, they have a uh, liquor license. Yeah, so you can get it. They have it. They actually, so I went for a Sunday brunch uh, and we had mimosas and Bloody Marys and yeah, it was great. So a friend of mine actually explained it to me as she said, when I walk in, I just go, ah. Oh. <laughs> so it's like that type of place um, for you and your friends. So a friend you of, folks got a mommy and me here. A friend, <laughs> uh, me and a, uh, one of my friends went for a Sunday brunch. It was great. We had brunch in the cafe and then we went into the store. We went shopping. Um, but they also do virtual informational workshops. So on February 17th, you can get behind the scenes, a behind the scenes tour of the Glen Mills Nursery and some information on the newest houseplant trends. And then on February 25th, you can join Terrain's senior buyer for more details about houseplants tre- uh, houseplant trends. She'll also be answering questions about incorporating new ideas into your home. A $10 donation is suggested with 100% of the proceeds going to Cloud Nine Community Farms, which is a Philadelphia-based nonprofit dedicated to developing pathways to success for tomorrow's leaders through urban farming. And you can go to shopterrain.com for information on the store and cool. their cafes. Good activities. In addition to the weekly Saturday morning bird walks at Peace Valley Nature Center in Doylestown, they're having a bluebird nest box workshop on Saturday, February 20th from 1 to 2.30. Kids uh, will learn how to make the bluebird nest, but they'll also learn why they're making it prior to spring. I actually thought it was pretty interesting, but actually the bluebirds come back before it's spring, so that's why their nests need to be uh, made before it gets warm. You're into a bird-related activity? What? For the kids, oh, Nick, I see. and yeah. they're blue. That's pretty. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then blue. <laughs> that's pretty. It also shows you how to prepare the birds' eggs into omelets. Right? <laughs> oh my god! Not with the kids. Oh. I'm talking about birds. One time, you're like, it's brown. It's stupid. Yeah, the brown birds are so dumb. Like they're re- red, blue. That's pretty. Yeah. Even the ones that have the little bit of yellow in. Them. You don't like earth tones on your birds. <laughs> no. Gray. So Ugh. <laughs> Gross. Uh, so yeah, but they do a Saturday morning bird walk as well. So it's just something to Don't take your, your kids out to. Um, oh, yeah. Just to get them out of the house. You're outside, socially distanced, and you can go for a little walk. But you can get all the information at PeaceValleyNatureCenter.org. Nice stuff. How many left? So uh, I've got two left. This right. one is really cool. Um, I actually looked into taking a class here because it looks so cool to me. But uh, their classes, the one that I wanted to take was in the morning. And obviously I can't do that. But beginning February 22nd, Abington Art Center is holding online uh, night and weekend classes. Classes feature instructors uh, skilled in various mediums, including oil pastel, watercolor, and paper making. Classes are for both adults and kids. Sessions range from three to six weeks. And they begin on February 22nd. 
22nd. Admission is rolling, so you can apply anytime online, but it's abingtonartcenter.org. So if you're, like, I was actually looking into um, some jewelry making, which their jewelry making class is um, in the morning, so I couldn't do it, but, I mean, they have... Cool, really cool classes. Is like it that. during the week in the morning? It, yeah, it's during the week. Why don't you morning, log on yeah. when we're doing the show on time? Mm-hmm. But listen, no, but there's, there's, they have um, night and weekend classes. All right, all right. Uh, so it, it's just, you know, something you want to do once a week for yourself. Cool. You're, they have like calligraphy, they have, you know, like all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's, yeah, abingtonartcenter.org. I spoke to the people over there. They're very nice, fans of the show. Uh, so check them out. Excellent. All right, and one more. Corona activities. Yeah, so the last one is Makers Off Main. Uh, in This, again, is in Doylestown. They're having a wooden wreath workshop on February 26th from 6.30 until 8.30. You'll paint, apply vinyl, and decorate an 18-inch wooden door hanger at their location in Hangers. Doylestown. You can choose between two designs when you register online, and the workshop is BYOB. They call it optional, but it just means you can bring... You can a, bring your own booze. Yeah, you can bring a bottle of wine or beer or That's whatever cool. you want with you. Yeah. So these are, these are just standard non-holiday-ish... Uh, but you can make them, but... Right. Right, okay. Exactly. I like that, too. Exactly. Why should the door only have a wreath for the holidays, exactly. for Christ's sake? Exactly. Uh, your wooden door hanger can be hung indoors and outdoors, the wood that they're using. Uh, it can go both ways, and it's... Uh, sorry, makersoffmain.com is where you can sign up and for more information. And there it is, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Kathy's Winter Blues Activities List, part number two. I like I like hearing the list. It, it makes you know that there's stuff going on out there, that, yeah. that stuff's starting to return, and yeah. life, and wreaths, and, and, and uh, mommy and me, and all that stuff. Yeah, and listen, like, even just going out to Maniunk to see ice sculptures, I did I it in Peddler's... I do that. I did it in Peddler's Village a few weeks yeah. ago. It's just something to do. It's not this big, crazy event right. with 900 people and, you know, tons of stuff going on, but, right. like, it was nice to get out of the house. We looked at the cool ice sculptures. We watched one being carved and you know you can see other people yeah. had lunch yeah you kind of yeah. saw human life had lunch and went home it was nice yeah this time of year sucks ass and just getting out of the house to do anything is nice especially if it's not something that uh unless you're going out to suck ass well yeah and then yeah and then yeah. i guess then your don't dentist forget your dentist can tell yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. i mean i just i'm finding reason i'm like well you know what uh i think we need um we need a hammer. Uh, I'll be right <laughs> <laughs> you know? God damn it, I got home and realized I don't have any nails. I'm going to go get some nails. Dude, Casey, I, I agree with you 100%. I did an activity on Saturday with some friends, and it was the first activity I've done in a, in a really long time. And it was indoors, but it was safe. Uh, it was an escape room, Preston, and it was so much fun. But part of the the level of fun that we had was because we were out doing something. You know, we just had something to go out and do. There's a there's an activity for you, a winter blues activity. Yeah. Uh, escape rooms have uh, they're following the proper guidelines, make sure that everything is clean, and you can uh, you can go do that as a family activity, and that's year round, but. Uh, there, there's still there's still a fair amount around here, right? There's tons around here, man. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we've unfortunately done most of them, oh, so yeah. you know them. <laughs> yes, we know them all. But uh, there are some there are new ones that are being built, so I'm working. Right. Have you getting out of those? Considered like being kidnapped by a cartel just to see if you could escape? Just I should. To, yeah, yeah. See huh. how far my skills have gotten me. <laughs> mm-hmm. They should. That that would actually be a cool escape room. As if cartel? No, no. Oh. If one of the people in your party was uh, handcuffed to something. You know what I mean? Like well, yeah. there, there are some that are that way. Oh, see? Yep. Yep. It Absolutely. was such a good idea that in it fact, already exists. Yeah, there's one at uh, 
at the King of Prussia Mall, and I think it's called the Escape Game. I'm not 100% sure. Is that what it is? Uh, well, the one I did was Expedition Escape. Oh, I love the gang Yeah, Expedition Escape. They're the best. Uh, Marissa is the one who run, uh, runs that. But um, is there yeah, anyone... I think they, you start, in a prison cell, you start off, uh, you start off really? handcuffed. Yeah. Is there That's... one predicated on the Saw movies? That'd be cool if you had like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. A, like a key in your kidney. Yeah, yeah. It, it embedded inside of your uh, your elbow. <laughs> um, Sarah Kuda, Sarah Parker, her husband owns yes. Escape Rooms, right? Yes. Okay. It is in New Jersey. And the name is escaping me right now. <laughs> oh, that was great! That was awesome. So but I'll, I'll figure that out in the moment. Uh, but uh, yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> what I do? Uh, but uh, there's a lot of great ones in our area, and that is uh, that's worthy of uh, getting out and doing with a family. Um, all right. Well, Kathy, thank you very much for the list. Yeah, and thank you, Dad. Thank you to Acme for sponsoring it. And you can find the entire list if you missed any part of it on PrestonandSteve.com. Thank you, Marissa, for putting that up there. Excellent. Excellent. All right, why don't we take a break, come back in a second, and we'll talk to Matthew Broussard, who's going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight and through the weekend. And let's also give away something from Duncan. I got a $50 gift card. And we'll take uh, caller number 18 at 215-263-WMMR. And don't forget... Duncan guests can order their Valentine's Day treats contact free this holiday through the Duncan Deliver through Duncan Delivers or through their contactless options at the restaurants. But caller eighteen, a fifty dollar Duncan gift card is yours. Two one five two six three WMMR. Give us a call. We'll be back in a moment. The Preston and Steve Show podcast. Ninety three three WMMR. Everything that rocks. Our next guest is going to be at Helium Comedy Club. He's got a show tonight. Yeah. Two tomorrow night. Oh, don't try on Saturday. Those are sold out. Yeah. You oh, waited too long, you did did, you? didn't you? But there is a Valentine's Day show as well. It's going to be on Sunday. Two shows, actually, believe it or not. Uh, so let's welcome him to the program. It's Mr. Matthew Broussard. Yeah. Good morning to you, Matthew. Good morning. Mm. Uh, are we? Uh, are you in Philadelphia yet? I'm in Philadelphia. I got in yesterday. Nice. Yeah, I, I'm here. Well, it's slightly warmer than where I'm from. Well, where are you from? I, I thought you were from Texas. Oh, I'm sorry, where I live. I live in, in New York. Okay. Uh, all right. Good. I'm from all over. Here you yeah. are. You're, you're a lovable traveling rogue. Uh, but, uh, it, yeah, you came in just in time for the snow, which is cool. Uh, but uh, we're, we're in one of those cycles. Are you good in inclement weather? Are you good in the chillier stuff? Or do you hate it? I don't mind. I don't mind uh, like twenties or thirties. That's okay to be. I was in Minneapolis oh. uh, like a year ago around this time. <laughs> yeah, and the the weekend forecast looked like diving scores. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All one digit numbers, and I was, I was. Oh, this is a different. This this is just painful. Hey, let me let me ask you this. With with the snow, I had read that you are an artist. You do sculptures, cartoon characters, and stuff like that. Have you ever done ice or snow sculpting? I was reading a story about a guy in New Jersey that does this every year when we get a big snowstorm who does these big, elaborate They're amazing. snowscapes of sorts. And have you ever dabbled in that medium before? I have not. Ooh. So the temptation would be to make something more immature. <laughs> you know, and I would support that inclination to do yes. that because that snow is a good medium for that. Uh, but the stuff we're looking at some of the stuff that you've done, and uh, and it's it's kind of interesting reading up on you. You you have um, you're, there's all sorts of conflicting things about you, but you're you're you're, you're you have the same sort of nerdy interest that uh, that I have, and a lot of us have. And so you do these uh, like a, some some are sort of Pokemon type characters, and and how, how much 
How often are you sculpting? Uh, I, I spend a little bit of time most days that I'm home. I have to do it at home. I can't travel with it. Uh, just I, I leave a project on my desk and uh, just come back to it every now and then. And it's like, uh, yeah, Pokemon or, or, or different cartoon characters. And I, I've been trying to make my own Pokemon. And, yeah, it's, it's polymer clay. And they're like, you know, one to six inches tall. They're they're really uh, good. They're, we're looking at an Iron so Man. Much. Yeah, and there's a, there's a pretty rocking Iron Man. I I, I get um, I collect figures from uh, a couple places like a uh, uh, Prime One Studio and Sideshow, and they they just oh. yeah you, that stuff is really great. Yeah. I, I've I've always envied someone who could do that level. Have you ever tried to dabble at something that intricate? No, uh, I, I stick to polymer clay. But yeah, you get it. If you collect stuff like that, you you get the need to have <laughs> miniature. It started when I was a kid. I would, my parents, my, my, my best friend and next door neighbor, like God, his parents bought him every toy he wanted. And my parents were always, they, they didn't want to give me that instant gratification. Yeah. So what I, I would always make sculptures of, of the characters I wanted and because I couldn't get the toy. And then my neighbor would buy the toy and I'd want to get better so it could look as good as the toy. I, I, I get that completely because what would happen yeah. is I would want it. They would want a spaceship or something. And I couldn't get that, so I would get these other little cheaper model kits, vulcanize those, you know, and oh. me, you know. So I think we, we, I think we could pal around because I, I get that vibe. Yeah, and there's that need for it to be as good as the real deal. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, now, so you you studied um, mechanical engineering, applied math. math. Yeah, correct. I got a degree in applied math. I did. I did classes in mechanical engineering, but did not finish that degree. So you're dropping money on on this, and then you take sort of a a, a one eighty. When did you get the comedy bug, and uh, you you immediately took to it? But but when did that happen? And your your parents are very academic. I think your mom's uh, uh, biology and your your dad yeah. I, likewise. That did not have to go over well when you told them you were doing this. Hmm. Yeah, they uh, they very strongly stifled any dream or ambition of being anything other than uh, uh, STEM, uh, like something technical. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was. It was very drilled into me that I was going to be uh, likely an engineer, maybe maybe something else within that. And I, uh, yeah, I was a year out of college and working in finance um, when I started doing comedy, just started doing open mics. And they, they didn't mind me doing it as a hobby when I tried to make it into a career. They were very averse to it. Did, did, and, you, uh, did you have a, like a, did you have to have a sit down as if you were like coming out? <laughs> how did you, how did you relay that no, to them? No, I mean, at that point I was independent. So I was going to do it one way or another. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. If I felt lied to. I felt like uh, <laughs> when I realized that I could I, that, that I could pursue something other than that, it yeah. felt like the kid who leaves. What's it, what's that like sci-fi movie where the kid like lives in this, this city, this old town village, and then escapes and realizes it's like it's now. Uh oh, the, uh, the, 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 the village. The, the village. Yeah. 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 That's it. Yeah. I felt like that. Where I'm like, oh, I can do something other than math. Okay, I'm doing it. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. It's, uh, my mom still, yeah. It's funny. I wonder if, if if your comedy is sort of a reaction to that. You know, everything is very, um, very defined, and and the stuff that you study is very, you know, concrete. And 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 your comedy, which is very very smart and 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 you know and sharp, but it's also you know you're 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 bending things a lot, and and it's not linear thinking. I wonder if do you think that's a reaction that you needed to tap into that? 
Yeah, I, I still think there's more of a similarity between comedy and math than, than people realize. Right. I think it is uh, it, it is a more linear track. I think I think jokes are it's similar to like coding, where it's just it's just a conveyance of information. Uh, comedy, you just you just say things in the wrong order. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but when I have a bad set, I can't call my mom after a bad set because she's like, "Oh, you did poorly." Yeah, you should quit. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to get any support. I wanted yeah. to to mention. So you do this podcast. Um, I don't know if you're still doing. It. She she does stand up yeah. too with your girlfriend Laura Sogar, uh, and and doing some. She's she was a uh, on her on a, her way to being an Olympic swimmer, was she not? That's correct. She was uh, top, one of the top ten, uh, yeah, top ten in the world. Wow. So and and she's she's funny as well. She's new to stand. She's funny. She's new to stand up. So okay. the basis of the podcast is that I've been doing comedy for nine years. We dated for four years, and one year ago she started doing stand up, which means she watched me do it for three years and was like, "Seems easy enough." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is she one of those people that because I, I think people that operate at that level at an Olympic level. Um, that, you know, they, they just, they just go all in and they, you know, they, yeah. they, they tend to, to dominate. There's a sort of an alpha personality. Is, is, is that been her tracked on comedy? Yes. Yes. She's <laughs> unstoppable. She's just a very, uh, functional, accomplished person. Like you have to be like, I, I thought I was a driven person to spend 20 years waking up at 5 a.m. to practice drowning. Yeah. Something wrong with you. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard it put that way, practice drowning, but I guess that's essentially correct. Oh, my God. Hours, hours a day. She was working a full-time job while, while doing, like, that Olympic-level swimming, and it, she's a crazy person. Like, luckily, I'm just a complete, like, <laughs> a slouch. I just, I just wander around all day, so, like, I can drag her down to my level. Otherwise, she'd be too anxious of a person. She's so type A. She's so driven that I need to just yeah smell the flowers. Now, did she get? Did she get your nerdiness? Did she? Uh, did she? Uh, is she does she uh, I mean, respond to that or has, no? She has to fight the temptation to give me wedgies every time I make it. <laughs> she probably she's yeah. a jock, but she gets it. She doesn't. She's like, she doesn't fully understand why I feel so compelled to sculpt little characters and draw. Uh, little cartoons. She she respects her. That's my interest, and uh, she's just she just doesn't understand pursuing things that don't have results. Like like real she world a lot of video games, though, which is really cool. yeah. Oh, she's, she's video games, which I think is really cool. She's obsessed with the uh, Nintendo. Like she'll start a game, and like her whole life will fall apart. She's just, like very addicted to Zelda. I wonder in many cases, like you always think of the uh, the Ben Stiller character in uh, in Dodgeball, that the second he has a candy bar, he just he just falls apart into this blob at the end of the the movie. And uh, <laughs> and uh, but but you say what what video games she play? Uh, Breath of the Wild. She's playing it the second time. The new the Zelda game. Right. Yeah. Are you a Zelda fan? I am. I I haven't played that many video games uh, yeah. as an adult because I'm I'm like that where I just. It would be, I know how much it would destroy my life to get into a video game, you know? Like, I'm already so not on top of everything I need to be doing. Right. And so a video game in the mix, which is, what, 20 hours, 30 hours on a good one? Uh, I, I can't. So, all right, so when does she do when did she give up swimming as a, I don't even want to call it a career, but um, a life It path. was a career. Yeah, well, how do you make money? When, when you're not Michael Phelps, how does a swimmer make money? 
Well, if you work really hard and you're one of the best in the world, you can make upwards of $12,000 a year. Upwards. Uh... <laughs> you're talking 12 Gs? That's over $10,000 yeah. a year. Yeah. <laughs> she was on, she, so when you, when you make world rankings, you then receive a stipend. Oh. So if, you're, if you're top in the world, USA Swimming pays you. And she also competed for prize money. Okay. Um, right. And, oh, she was sponsored by Arena. She was sponsored by Arena, which is um, the biggest swimmer company in the world. We have Speedo in America that dominates, but worldwide Arena is bigger. So she was one of their athletes. Hey, by the way, if she's competing uh, for money, are there like, uh, like <laughs> swimming hustlers, you know, that show yeah. up at some pool and you know, challenge somebody in the first couple heats? They just, you know, they go a little light. And then they turn it on at the end <laughs> for the big, the big tan. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, what's that movie, Kingpin? Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so yeah, I was just wondering because my um, and I, I, I don't want to call him my friend, but the guy that I swam with for three years in high school is the Olympic coach right now. Uh, he coaches over at Stanford. His name's Greg Meehan, and I wasn't sure if uh, she ever coached under his tutor. Trisha knows him. He he coaches the swim team at Stanford. Yeah, and now he's the official uh, women's Olympic coach. So he was Katie Ledecky's coach in college. And um, oh, that guy's uh, that's a big deal. That I don't know that name because they're slightly newer, but that that person's a very very big deal in swimming. He's he's like one of the top ten coaches in the country. That, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. And you know that yeah. guy? Case? I know. I swam with him. Nah, Listen, yeah. he was in the fast lanes. I was in the slow fat kid lane. <laughs> right. Um, they designate a slow fat kid lane. Well, yeah. It was me right. and Matt and Brian. We all <laughs> shared one lane, and uh, they didn't. You know, our coach Kevin didn't really care about us that much. So. Uh, but you know, Greg and the rest of the crew—they were all all down at the uh, the higher lanes, the upper lanes. Yeah. Well, that, that's so cool. How do you how do you stay? Because you're 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 in shape. You're a good looking guy. In fact, you you, you draw attention, and you're actually mentioned a lot of times. Uh, you know, your 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 looks sort of contradict. Um, you know, your your comedic sensibilities. In fact, I was looking under one of your um, one of your um, uh, videos, and I don't know if this is your line, but somebody said, and I'm quoting here, the guy says. Talking about you and your looks, he says, this guy looks 20 and 40 at the same time. <laughs> oh, that was, I can't remember who I was talking about. Yeah. Uh, is that you? Is that your well, line? I don't remember. Yeah. No, that must have been like a mean YouTube commenter or something. Uh, well, because you do look, you do look young and you do, but you do look. Also, professorial at, at the same time, you know. So, so there's oh. like, yeah, there's there's a uh, there's an interesting thing. Is, is it hard? Because listen, you're you're, you're a good looking guy. It's like we talked about Gary Gullman, who's a, who's a you know a friend of the show as well. And sometimes I think if you're you know if you're saying oh, I've had trouble in this or trouble in that, and and uh, you know people look at you and go oh, and and you make you you point that out in your act, people just don't assume you've had you know issues. I yeah, I, I'm not trying to complain at any, any by any means, but anything that helps you on a dating profile hurts you in stand-up comedy. No, <laughs> yeah. no one wants to hear from a person whose life is going great. Who, it's, uh, so I have to. I, I feel it a little necessary to kind of uh, dig into less common. Right. frustrations, or, or I have to look a little more thoroughly to make sure to find things. I, I think in comedy you need to to share your your shortcomings and your feelings of, of insufficiency and yeah I try to and and yeah people people don't necessarily bite uh, when I look like this yeah uh, if I'm like dating is hard uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 like it, it's you can tell when it's a crock of crap you know and and, and that, yeah. yeah you have to be authentic. 
but luckily I'm 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 a real nerd. <laughs> I can't hide that. <laughs> Tried to hide that. Luckily yeah. the weirdness comes out, which right. is great. <laughs> well, speaking of dating, you got a you got a show on uh, on Valentine's Day. Do you, uh, you address right. a little bit of that on the show? Oh yeah, I talk I talk a great bit about relationships and uh okay. I'm in uh I'm in a fun one. Yeah, and she also my girlfriend now, you asked me when she retired, she retired in twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. Um we which is the around the year we met and then we moved to New York City and uh she started working in tech and she got this job uh selling cybersecurity software. Wow. And uh you'd be surprised that the people who have the drive to swimming when you apply that drive to another thing. You do really well at that other thing. <laughs> she now makes a lot of money to the point where comedy is kind of just a hobby for me. <laughs> so wow, uh, good for you. Yeah, yeah it puts me in a situation. Well, it's just tough because it's like I have to choose between work and being a good boyfriend. It's like, well, which of these is going to pay more in the long term? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and now you're obliged to be a good boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's my yeah. I, Choosing between my job of being a good boyfriend and now being a good boyfriend is my job. That's, right. that's I went pro. Yeah, I love it. you I went love pro. It. All right, well, listen, Matthew, we're going to send people in the direction of Helium Comedy Club. This uh, show tonight, tomorrow's two shows. Saturdays are sold out from what I've read here. And then there's two on uh, Valentine's Day. So it would be a great date thing to do. Yeah. And tickets are avail- available at uh, heliumcomedy.com. Uh, enjoy your days in Philadelphia, Matt. We'll see you sometime soon, okay? I will. Thank you so very much. Absolutely. Matthew Broussard. And he's a professional boyfriend now. (laughs) That's Uh, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Good on him, man. Olympic athlete. That's nice. Uh, We have a few minutes uh, to spend. And, um, man, I... Well, you know what? There was something that... uh, uh, We were talking off air about this, but uh, it was the uh, the Tom Brady video of him... (laughs) You know, they had a boat parade. Oh, yeah. In Tampa <laughs> instead of a regular parade. And uh, he, uh, being, you know, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, yeah. has uh, great hands, thought it would be a good idea to throw the Lombardi trophy oh my God. Uh, from one boat to another. The pass was complete. Yes. But that was a really stupid <laughs> idea. That was risky, man. That was... But you know what? In hindsight, though, yeah. If if that if that thing would have landed in the water, and drifted to the bottom of the ocean, I, I'm sure it's not cheap to get a new Lombardi Trophy. But I think Tom probably could have afforded that. Well, yeah. also they found the friggin' Titanic. Yeah, they, they would have been able to it. get it. Yeah, uh, eventually yeah. somebody yeah. would have gone there. I guarantee you, people, uh, you know, civilians, people that weren't. Uh, uh, commissioned to go find it would have would jumped in there immediately and yeah. tried to find that thing. I want to say the last time he won the Lombardi, uh, it might have been Gronkowski had actually dented it. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember how he dented it, if he spiked it. Marissa knows she's got her hands up. Okay. Yeah, Casey, he swung it like a baseball bat. Okay. And he dented it. So they've actually left the dent in that <laughs> Lombardi trophy. It's like the Gronk one. Um, Gronk hadn't touched the trophy this time until Tom threw it to him. Oh, so he was the on. The, he was the one that was on the receiving end. Uh, I think of it the was pass. somebody else, but he's on that boat and he and okay. he gets it. But yeah, for because he had dented it last time, he hadn't touched it until just now. As as we're, I'm looking out the window and the the snow covered slushy crap, and I'm seeing them, you know, in, in uh, bathing yeah, suits yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> on these boats with beautiful oh. sunny. I'm like, what in the f? Road trip. I always forget about the uh, Lombardi Trophy, though, Casey, or maybe Marissa, you know better than I do. But uh, there's one Stanley Cup. There's a touring Stanley Cup, I believe, and one one that's in the hockey. 
around yeah. the museum. But do they replace the Lombardi every year? Or? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, the Eagles have one, one that's yeah. in the Novacare Center or whatever in the in the in the uh, stadium. Right. And then there's a new Lombardi trophy. Yeah. That goes the out uh, Patriots have a thousand of them right. in theirs. Yeah, and yeah, there's no way they would have let him throw the only existing <laughs> yeah. one. Well, he is Tom Brady. From boat yeah. to boat, yeah. if that were the case. However, uh, so like with the Stanley Cup, I think there is something that is, um, I don't know, it carries more weight because... Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's yeah. a little more precious. Storied, if you will. Yeah. I remember, I just keep thinking, uh, have you ever, you ever dropped something in... A large body of water and just watch it go bye bye. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh man. Oh, yeah. I remember when we had um, iPods. I had a brand new one. It was this apple green. It had my name uh, engraved on the back of it. It was a birthday gift. It was so nice. And I was uh, in Florida at my friend's beautiful house. They had this beautiful pool that overlooked a lake. And uh, I was out. I had just come back from a run. I was feeling good because I was going to get my bathing suit on and go to the pool. And I, I don't even know what happened, but the iPod went flying into the air. And I just watched it sink to the deep end of the pool. Oh, and I was like, no. I was in clothes. And I'm like, well, at this point, do I go in or right. does it matter? And it didn't matter. Right. But that's in a pool. At least you could retrieve it if well, you Well, at least I could, it. yeah, I could yeah. see well, it. mine was sort of a hybrid of pool and ocean. It was a sewer. <laughs> oh, okay. I got you. It was a super duper tele- a spy telescope, Preston. It's all the spies used it. That's oh, what yeah. I, that's what it said on the on the Hasbro box. Like see around corners and stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fell right off my belt, went down in the sewer. I'm like, oh, well, there we go. I had, uh, my dad and I were fishing one time. He brought me this brand new rod and reel. And <laughs> uh, I don't know how, but the, the we were in a canoe. Yeah. And the canoe flips over, and it just bloom went in and just down, up, down. Oh, yeah, you know, fine. and that's murky water. Yeah. It was it was gone. There was there was no getting it back. But right. we just watched that thing disappear. This past summer, my son and I were having a football catch along the bay in Wildwood Crest, and it didn't sink, but we just watched the football float away, and it, and <laughs> it was it was it was actually kind of funny because it happened. My son, I told him to go get it, right? I'm like, just, you know, you're wearing shorts. Go get it. Go get it. Go get it. And he wouldn't go in. And it just it just kept slowly drifting away. It and, was dog water. And it was dog water. And at the time, there was a, a, a musician that was singing in a gazebo, you know, 25, 50 yards away. And it was just her and an acoustic guitar. And she was singing Dream On. And it was like she was the soundtrack of me watching <laughs> this, and I was just watching it just dream ripple, on, dream, dream on. on, and it was just going away, and and it was you know my dreams are going with that ball. I love that football. I mean, I bought another one at the Acme, but, but um, somewhere over in Europe, <laughs> I just found a football. Marissa, uh, I was at a Jimmy Buffett concert. This was probably early two thousands, and I had a digital camera with me for the first night, and I ended up in like the second row. So I had these amazing photos from that night. I went back probably that was a Tuesday show, so. I went back on Thursday, and somehow, I have no idea how, I ended up on a boat right there in the harbor, um, and at some point before we went in, I dropped my camera with all of those photos oh, that I had not in the water into the water. Didn't you, Kathy, on Anguilla, didn't you lose a camera? You broke it. You remember? Uh, I just bought it, Dennis. Uh, no, yeah. I what think was that? it was it was like was in hidden in in the uh, the backpack oh, that we had okay. taken to the concert. It was like at the <laughs> bottom of it, and uh, after a day of drinking, I couldn't mm. find it. It was literally 
right there in the oh, bag. Okay. No, I wrote, Something's wrong with this camera. I just bought it, Dennis. <laughs> that was on the boat. That was on the catamaran. Yeah, yeah I guess. Was it? I yeah. it was on the plane. No, that was no. on the way home after mm-hmm. the okay. Long well, day. also on that same catamaran, my buddy Steve, who oh, yeah. was with me, my best friend. Uh, there is a netting that you can lay on on the catamaran, and we were all just stretching out on there and enjoying it. And his hand was on the netting. He pulls his hand up. It catches his wedding ring bloop, right into the ocean. On a moving, yeah, briskly gone. moving catamaran. Oh, yeah, there, was, yeah. there was no getting that back. He ended up losing his phone as a result of that, right? He, he, <laughs> those things, too. That went in the ocean as well. Same body of water. We, had a, yeah. we had a, Steve and I were staying in the same room. It had a balcony over the ocean. I mean, over the ocean on a cliff. And he was on the phone with his wife telling her that he... The wedding ring fell off into the ocean. She didn't like it. All of a sudden, it was a flip phone. I see him clap the phone <laughs> together, and the, the door was open out oh to the God. balcony. He just chucked his phone out into the ocean. It was awesome. It couldn't have gone well when uh, he got home. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, let me go. Hang on. I got some calls uh, that have, people have similar stories, and I will go to Emily. Hi, Emily. Good morning. Good morning, you guys rock. Thank you, Emily. What's up? Oh, once upon a time, hmm. uh, I was in the middle of a lake meeting my um, boyfriend's father for the first time. We're about chest deep, and the man says, hi, how you doing? He laughs, and his dentures just fly out of his mouth and <laughs> right to the bottom of the murky water. And we spent a half an hour, like, diving through the silt trying to find them. Oh. Did, you, did you find him, Emily? <laughs> Never. Never. No. No, there's somewhere there's a fish with an incredible smile. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God, that's great, Emily. Thank you very much. And the moment it goes in, you're like, uh, 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 and forget and it. And it's such, such it's such an unceremonious bloop, bloop. That's it. Gone. Uh, I will go to Ed. Hey, Ed. Good morning. Good morning, bitches. Good morning, bitch. What's up, Ed? Hey, my buddy and I were out on a boat years ago, and he wanted his bottle of schnapps, so I threw it over to him. His hands were wet. It slipped through his fingers, fell in the water. He looked like he lost his best best friend. Oh, <laughs> there, almost in tears that he lost his uh, peppermint schnapps. Was it was it the only booze on the boat, or that was no, just his had, favorite? We had, we had more. That was his favorite. So oh, peppermint schnapps, that. man. He'd been thinking about it all day. Oh. It's going to be great out on the open schnapps. ocean. Peppermint oh. Peppermint. Just the word peppermint schnapps that gives me heartburn. Oh, not me. I love it. Oh yeah. Yummy. But it does, yeah, can burn a little bit. I know what you're talking about. Uh, let me go to uh, Mike next. Hey, Mike, good morning. Hey, good morning. Sorry to buy the guys at work. Now, nah, what's up, bud? Uh, so we are. We went on a company retreat, kind of a team building thing. Uh, we decided to go tubing down to Delaware. Uh, the owner of the restaurant that we worked at had all of the restaurant keys in his pocket. Oh. After after a few uh, choice beverages, he decided to get out of the tube and go swimming down to Delaware. Got back in the tube and realized he dropped the keys oh. for the restaurant and his car in the Delaware River. Why would you bring that with you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, why would you bring that Delaware. with you? I mean, it's yeah. just asking to get lost. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was God. his job to open up the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> There's, what do you do? You have no, you, you, that's when the locksmith is going to make a lot of money. Thanks, Mike. I would have loved to have seen that trophy go in the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that toss. That would have been, that would have just been the perfect, oh, my God, moment. Because we just had the one where um, uh, it was one of the bowl games. Uh, where the kids oh, in the locker room. Oh, the Mayo Bowl. What was it? The, the Mayo Bowl. The Mayo Bowl. And he sh- 
<laughs> he shattered the championship trophy in the locker room. Man. Uh, but let me go back to some water stories. I'll go to Kate. Uh, Katie, good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, Katie. What's up? Hey, so about 15 years ago, my mother had a stroke, a massive stroke. She is okay, but I had to take her clatter ring when she was in the hospital. And out of all places, I lost it at Penn Warner Lake right next to the Tollytown landfill. Well, how did you lose it in the lake? I went swimming, and then as soon as it slipped from my finger, it just disappeared in this dark, murky water, never to be seen again. So you put her ring on your finger and then went swimming with it? Yeah, well, I was young and stupid. So I didn't <laughs> and, and it was the only time I've ever been swimming in that lake, too. So She was oh. keeping it safe. Yeah, yeah sure. exactly. I know. I got him. I have to go swimming. Let me put it on my finger. It's Martha's birthday, so if you guys could wish her a happy birthday, that would be awesome. What's, what's, her, name? what's her name? Her name's Dorothy Tormey. All right, Dorothy. Here's a happy birthday, birthday. to you. Yeah. Sorry about your ring. Yeah, sorry, sorry about the ring thing. But uh, I think it was in, uh, Steve, in the, in the movie... Um, uh, Harold and Maud. Yeah, uh, they. I forgot what it was he gave her or something. It was really special, and they're standing uh, by the harbor or something like that. And she just chucks it out in the water. And That's he's right. Like, what yeah. did you do that for? Yeah. She's like, I'll always know where it is. Yeah, yeah. it's right there. <laughs> Kathy, do you ever take precautions in advance? Like, if you got jewelry, you know, in your you know earrings or necklaces or rings or anything like that, do you? What about your, your nipple piercings? <laughs> your nipple piercings, <laughs> for example. Like if you're wearing a really tight bikini top. No, I take all of my jewelry off. Like when I get home, I'm not like I'll I'll wear it all day. But okay, so I, I don't ever wear it like swimming or to the beach or anything like that. I wear no jewelry, so even after I, I, my wedding ring, I'll put on like for going out to an event or something like that because. I find it gets caught on so much. I'm afraid I might yeah. lose something, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let me go to next to Terry. Hi, Terry. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Um, my daughter had just gotten a brand-new iPhone. We just actually had it replaced because it had some moisture in it, and they said, oh, well, we'll cover it under warranty. So she had just gotten a brand-new iPhone. We went down to the bay. She was crabbing off the pier in Maryland and dropped it right into the ocean and went like three or four feet down into the ocean. And I'm looking at her like, there's no way you're getting a new one. Like, this is it. And um, somebody would happen to be in the ocean. They pulled it up, had seaweed all over it. She took it off and actually the phone worked fine. I could not believe wow, it. Like, wow. Wow. Lucky her. I've okay. never heard of that. So yeah. If you get it quickly enough, I mean, they are, yeah. they are the new ones are water resistant. Yeah. But you're just lucky you can find something yeah. in murky water like that. I mean, even if it's right around you. Yeah. It just, it's, yeah. you know, it's it's luck of the draw sometimes. What's that place in Ocean City, Maryland, where everybody goes? Secrets. Secrets. Okay, so Secrets. a friend of mine, I was not there, but a friend of mine was, uh, had her bachelorette party there. And you can sit in, like, tubes and rafts and stuff, like, yeah. in the water. Really? While yep. you're having drinks. Yeah, it's... It's like crazy. It's it's you know a haven for bachelorette right. parties, and she was there, and her giant engagement ring, no, which was no. was a tiny bit loose on her, and she you know it had like sunscreen on and whatever, and she just lifted her hand as they're partying in oh, the water, and it's like no. it's like a foot deep, yeah, and it went flying off of her hand, and of course you know she, I mean, she was devastated. Did crying. they recover it? No, the whole bachelorette party spent the rest of the day searching, sifting through the sand, looking for her engagement ring, which I will say again, by the way, was a nice size. And nope, they never found it. She had to get another one. Give us an estimate as to dollar. I don't know the dollar. Yeah. I'm not really sure. I just know it was a beautiful ring. Do you insure? So obviously you would. And she had yet to insure it because she had gotten not gotten or gotten engaged that long ago, <sighs> and she had hadn't gotten it. 
Okay, quick question. Not to go off on a tangent, but if you, if you get a ring like that, and you you does that does that fall under your your home insurance? I think it does. Yeah, I think yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm okay. looking at pictures of secrets right now. It looks that's awesome, a fun, uh, fun it Instagram. Looks like a fun little place. Uh, hashtag secrets. Okay. Uh, what were you going to say, Kate? I don't know. Okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, let me go over to Greg. Hey, Greg. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, bud? I was at uh, Ocean City, New Jersey. Bought a $5 pair of sunglasses. Got hit by a wave. Lost my $5. All right, we exactly. lost him. It says he got, uh, did he say he got hit in the face? No, got hit wave. by a wave. Oh, got hit by a wave. Greg, you still there? Nope. I uh, said he, uh, what it says on my monitor here, the glasses went in the ocean, a girl brought them back, but it was a different pair. <laughs> so oh my God, there's got funny. to be tons of glasses <laughs> in uh, it, on those beaches that are just of in course, the water. Of right? course, yeah. like like uh, golf balls in the uh, in a water trap, you yep. know, on a uh, course. Yep, absolutely. Uh, I will go to Tim. Tim, good morning. Good morning, guys. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, what's up, bud? So my sister lives in Maryland, and uh, her neighborhood has, like, these little boat drops or whatever. It's like an inlet for the Chesapeake River. So we go out, my wife and I. Uh, we had some rings that were passed on to us by my father when he passed away. They were my mother and father's wedding rings. So we were out on the boat, and my wife wanted to touch the water and feel the temperature of the water. <laughs> and it ripped my mom's old wedding ring right off of her finger. Oh, my God. Um, and both my parents are deceased, by the way, so they actually meant a lot. Um but yeah, that it went bye bye. So <laughs> how okay? So how much did you guilt her? Um, pretty much the entire Fourth of July weekend. I don't really think I enjoyed fireworks too much that weekend. Yeah. Um, you sound. Yeah. I can hear in your voice. You. It still hurts you today. Oh, uh, I was really close to my parents, and I both. I lost both of them very tragically. My mom died of cancer uh. when I was fifteen. So. And my, my dad had a massive heart attack. So those rings meant a lot to me. Um, we're still married, so I, I guess it's... It's not a good, good marriage. <laughs> right? oh, I guess everything's good now, but uh, we bought new wedding rings. And, um, yeah, so she lost it, passed down ring. Wow. Uh, wasn't, wasn't a good 4th of July. No, <laughs> no uh, doubt. Dude, I'm sure it destroyed her, too, you know? Oh, yeah, she, was, she, she felt it. She kind of got... I, I got to the point where I was, you know, guilting her so much that I kind of felt bad because I could see it in her face. Yeah, right. It was an so, accident. Yeah. yeah, it was, and it was a, it was beautiful water. Why not touch it? So yeah. Right. All right, thanks, Tim. <laughs> Sorry to hear about that, man. Uh, let's go over to Terry. Hey, Terry, how you doing? Hey, how you guys doing? Good. What's up, buddy? So um, a few years ago, we went uh, canoeing on the Brandywine. There's like a canoeing company there. Yeah. Uh, it was first time doing it. And uh, usually like, I, I go to the beach, I'll stick my wallet in a plastic bag just in case I go on the water Right. with this too. Um, so we finished up, we get uh, get out and everything, and I go to get my wallet and I can't find it. I have no idea where it is. And I'm thinking, oh my God, I dropped it in this Brandywine River. Um, so we went back to where they launched us and I was just walking up and down for maybe like an hour looking to see maybe if it was just off to the side. Couldn't find it anywhere. So I ended up having to cancel credit cards. My wife and I, I had her driver's license with me, so we had to go to the DMV, get new driver's license and everything. It took maybe three to four hours to do all this. After we got the licenses, 
the canoe company called us up and said that one of their workers just happened to be going down and saw something on the side of the uh, brandy wine, picked it up, and it was my wallet. Oh, so it oh fell in God. the water, but it washed up on the uh, on the shore somewhere. Yeah, so we walked wow. out, but I ended up. We had to pay for the new uh, driver's license, and I had to wait for the canceled uh, the new credit cards to come in. Damn. Still, though, still, do, though? You, yeah. even regardless, you're just glad to know that uh, some fish isn't running up your bill. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> Terry. Appreciate it. By the way, Case, when you did the um, uh, the Colorado River, yes, uh, and you went through the um, the Grand Canyon and all that stuff. Did you, you guys had a dry bag, I'm sure, as you kept all your stuff yeah, in, right? Yeah, we, we had dry bags, and we also had, so the dry bags were basically for our clothes and stuff, and then we also had, uh, it, it was an, an ammo case. Um, oh, that, that, that'll protect it. Yeah, yeah, so the ammo case was also waterproof uh, as well, and so you kept other things in there. So, I, you know, I, I had, like, my phone with me, even though you didn't have a signal, I used it as a uh, take pictures. And Didn't you keep uh, pork and beans in a flashlight? <laughs> no, that was Bobby, I think. Oh. That was uh, definitely not me. Was that Bobby? That was, or was it Cindy? I'm not sure. I don't remember Cindy. Bobby or Cindy. Yeah. Yeah. Cindy! Yeah, okay. Bobby! <laughs> hey, did the, quick question. On that trip, did the, uh. did the guy did, or did the guy leading the, um, that, anybody have a firearm with them or anything for protection? Oh, I don't know about okay. that. Uh, right. the, what I do know is that uh, they had sat phones in case anybody yes. got hurt. Uh, because if you got hurt or, or something happened along the, you know, and you needed to get out of there, they would have to call in a, a helicopter yeah. to take you out, essentially. So yeah, you got to have a sat phone. You have to have a sat phone. Um, I don't know. Listen, our one guy, I mean, he was a rooting, tooting, yeah. uh, cowboy, yeah, shooting. cowboy shooting uh, rancher, yeah. you know. Um, and, oh, I wouldn't be surprised if he had one, um, but I don't know. I, I, I mean, Twinkie the kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see. Uh, so we were just we were chatting about Tom Brady throwing the Lombardi Trophy around in the ocean. Yeah. Uh, to one boat to another, and <laughs> how that, even though it was fine, the potential to that, I could I just see it in my mind. Oh man, just going blink and all the way down. So that was clearly at the beginning of the thing because you see footage of him later on Brady being let out. And yeah, he, he was hammered. He was <laughs> hammered. He was yeah. having a good time. You could yeah. not have completed that throw in that level of inebriation. I mean, he is a 43-year-old dude hanging out with a bunch of 20-year-old yes, guys. Yes, yeah. yeah. you know, That's the I've thing. Been, I've yeah. been that guy. I've totally been that guy. You think you can keep up? You're yeah. like, oh, I said no shot. A normal situation, they'd be making fun of him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hang on. This is a similar story we had earlier. I'm going to go to Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning. Good morning, big brown Guatemalan nipples. Yes, <laughs> getting sucked on by all sorts of pipples. What's up, Mike? I have a story for you. My aunt, we were tubing down the Brandywine River, and you know, case of beer in a cooler behind us, having a good old time. Nobody knew it, but here she had false teeth. She smiled, laughed, and the teeth flew out into the river, <laughs> down into the muck, all forever. Oh, oh my God. God. It's like the other caller we had. Mm-hmm. If I had, well, I think the thing to do is you would put your head in some sort of flotation bag if you have false teeth, right? right? Yeah, just in case, just in case they <laughs> fall out. So, wow, interesting. Um, all right, well, thanks for your calls. We appreciate it. We need to take a break because we have a bizarre file coming up. Yes, we have another guest coming up as well. We're going to talk to Jack Osborne. Uh, he's scheduled to be on right around ten o'clock, and he's talking about uh, the new ten-part series available of G- uh, Fight Fright Club, not Fight Club. Yes, Fright Club. Uh, so we'll break. We'll come back. We'll get that stuff going. More things to give away. You know what? In fact, a $50 gift card for Dunkin' Donuts, I think, is in order right now. Uh, we'll take caller number 8 at 215-263-WMMR. Don't forget Dunkin' Guests can order the Valentine's Treats contact-free this holiday through Dunkin' Delivers or through their contactless options at the restaurants. 
215-263-WMMR, number eight. You get it. We'll be right back. Spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's local shots. That's right, and this month's band is Stereo League. I'll be in the bright light, spinning around to the summer night sounds. Stereo League, your local shots artist of the month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6:30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks Philly. All right, so uh, let's see. The deadline for you to get entered for our $500 prize for Worst Dating Fails, which is in uh, conjunction with Tubi, is 11 a.m. today. That's the deadline. Uh, Mm -hmm. So we need to hear about your dating fail story. Here's a featured entry. It comes from Charles in Chester County. Who wrote, on my second date, I ran out of gas before picking up my date. So I walked to her house and was forced to admit to her large Italian family that this college boy ran out of gas. (laughs) And I needed to borrow money to purchase gas as I was broke. Oh, boy. he, He ends it with married for 38 years. Wow. So it was a fail, but it ended up being a success. So if you got a better story than that, we want to hear about it. And you have until 11 a.m. to jot it down and get it to us. You can go to WMMR.com and enter right there. And it is sponsored by Tubi, a free streaming service. And you can download the Tubi app. uh, That's T-U-B-I and start watching for free right now. We're going to do the Bizarre Five. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre Five. Alright, where do we go? Uh, let's go to this. Let's go to Australia. On Monday, a koala bear walked onto a busy freeway in Australia, caused a six-car pileup, and then it climbed into a car and got behind the wheel. <laughs> Was anybody injured? There was a viral photo, I don't think so, uh, that was taken by Nadia Tugwell, who was, imagine having that name, It's like an Austin Powers name. uh, Who was uh, in a car and uh, caught in the traffic behind the pileup. She said she was unsure what had caused the accident until she saw a woman chasing a cute koala who was stomping between cars. Tugwell had previous experience rescuing koalas, so she grabbed the jacket. She ended up catching the koala, wrapping it up, and putting it in the back of her SUV. Uh, She then drove to a nearby gas station while waiting for a representative of the Adelaide Koala Rescue, and she said she had to then jump out of the car at that stage when he decided to take over. The koala had climbed out of the truck and into the SUV's cabin, uh, before jumping into the driver's seat, and then there's a picture of it. It's hilarious of it hanging on the wheel <laughs> with both hands and both feet. The animal had uh, moved into the back seat by the time the rescuers arrived and was swept into a bag. The uninjured animal was released about a half a mile from the freeway. Also, there were only minor injuries sustained by humans in the crash. Okay. A reptile park. This is in Australia, too. Another one. Is calling for residents in Sydney to catch funnel web spiders 
found in their homes to be milked for their precious anti-venom amid a donation shortage. Yeah, they're very, very deadly. Uh, the Australian Reptile Park has experienced a lower number of spider donations for its anti-venom program this summer. They just catch the ones in your house. A spokesperson for the park said the shortage could be due to a number of factors, including the Northern Beaches lockdown, as this is in an area where a number of donations usually come from each year. Last summer's bushfires probably affected numbers. However, recent rain and warm weather has created the perfect conditions for the eight-legged housemates to move in across Greater Sydney. Uh, the park's reptile spider keeper, Jake Meany, said summer is funnel web season, so now's the time people will be seeing funnel webs more and more. Jesus. Uh, there have been 13 deaths from funnel web spiders recorded in Australia. There's no way to live. Uh, since the development of the anti-venom in 1981, not one Australian has died from a phone. Right. Hey. So right. since now there's only a million other things to kill you. 1981. Uh, while there are a number of funnel web species across the country from Sydney, uh, the Sydney funnel web is the only species known to have a fatal bite. Of five other species have caused injury to humans. Here's a follow-up story. A man who had claimed to be innocent following the death of his wife, was found to be guilty after police used evidence sourced from his Apple Health app on his iPhone to convict him. Yeah. Cat West, Jeff West's wife, was found dead in January 2018 after suffering a blow to the head. Jeff West claimed that she was drunk and fell while he was asleep in bed, but the health app on his phone said otherwise. Uh, West told investigators that he fell asleep around 10.30 p.m. and was in bed until 5.15 a.m., but his health app showed that he took a total of 18 steps from 11 uh, till 11.10 p.m., a fact that contradicted his claims. Uh, data from Cat West's iPhone showed that she stopped moving after 10.54 p.m., corresponding to the time when Jeff claimed to be in bed. Uh, his fingerprints were also found at the bottom of the bottle that was used to hit his wife in the head. Well, there's a telltale. Prosecutors believed that Jeff, a trained crime scene investigator... Killed his wife after an argument about her line of work and then staged the scene to make himself look innocent. And yet he made those sloppy mistakes? Uh, despite proclaiming that he was uninvolved with the murder, West has been in prison for the past three years as the murder trial has unfolded. He's now been convicted of reckless manslaughter and ordered to serve a total of 16 years. It's going to end up on Dateline. Yeah, yeah probably. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. And then we'll do one more story and then we will wrap up. Let's go with this one. A Houston man appeared in court overnight accused of posing as Bruno Mars on Instagram. Yeah. To strike up a romance with a woman and coax her out of $100,000. I think that seems feasible that Bruno Mars would hit on you and then ask you for $100,000. Yeah. Chinwindu Azanu has been charged with third degree felony money laundering as well last month. Uh, but was taken into custody this week. Uh, Azunwu is connected to a scheme that happened between September and October of 2018 involving a 63-year-old North Texas woman who told police that she created an Instagram profile in search of companionship. Uh, it led to this guy who played himself off as Bruno Mars. <laughs> Looked anything like Bruno Mars? I have no idea, but the, he, the Mars account began asking the woman for money, according yeah. to investigators, she was asked to make out a $10,000 check to a friend of, of the band for tour expenses. Uh. 
and then two days later, draw out more funds, this time amounting to $90,000. Well, sometimes you go out on tour and you don't realize you run out of money. Yeah, while you're on so, tour, yeah. Yeah. all kinds of things can happen. I and mean, you know. You, you, before you know it, you're behind $100,000. Room service is expensive. Man. Sure. All right, well, anyhow, this guy's been busted, thank goodness. All right, and there you go. That's what we have in the Bizarre File for you. Our guest is on the line. He's prompt. He's ready to go, and I love that. And we love having him on. Throughout the years, we've talked to him a number of times, and he's talking about Fright Club new 10-part series, and it's available on Discovery+. Plus. Please welcome Mr. Jack Osborne. This morning, Jack, how you doing, man? Oh, I'm good. How you doing? We're doing wonderful. Hey, congrats, man. You've been... You've been delving into the paranormal for quite a while now. How long ago? When did this start in your own personal interest? Is this something, you know, since from when you were a kid, or, or how did it come about in your life? It it started kind of, I mean, I grew up, uh, like, addicted to X-Files. That was like my, huh. as a child, that was my jam. And it, that's got what me, that's what got me interested in the subject, and then, as an adult, I I got asked to do a paranormal show years ago in like 2011, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it's just kind of continued since then. And it's it's this very kind of niche world I found myself in. I'm like, hey, this is fun. Like, let's sure. roll with. Well, you you know, it's it's interesting because my wife and I we have our two things on the weekend, and we watch Discovery and, and Discovery Plus, and. Uh, we're into the, um, you know, the, the alien stuff. She, she's big on the ancient aliens and I'm on, uh, the, uh, the paranormal stuff. I love all that. So, uh, and I've loved the shows that you've done. Um, now what you're doing now is you're doing, uh, in uh, this series, you're reviewing videos that are submitted with a, uh, a group of paranormal investigators called the ghost brothers. Explain who they are. Okay. So you have Jawan, Dalen and Marcus, the ghost brothers. They're from, uh, Atlanta. And they're paranormal investigators, um, and they're really, really funny. And uh, it's kind of, I guess, the the show. We sit there and we try and compete with each other on who's got the best clip. Um, and we, there's, it's like a, no holds barred. I mean, we we will rip clips apart. We'll make fun of them. We'll. It's kind of everyone's just along for the ride while we're sat around kind of busting each other's balls. Yeah, well, really, I, I really like that. Funny. And you also have to be, with these things, you have to be, uh, because there's there's cameras rolling everywhere, and everyone's got their phone, and, you know, all, all that stuff is constant. You have that a constant barrage of stuff. So, obviously, you've got to be, when you see something that is, is obviously a crock of crap, you've got to call it on being so. Uh, and but, Oh, 100%. Right. So, to this point, though, have you seen something? Have you seen a couple of clips that have just left you dumbfounded and 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 blown away? You know, there's. I've always been like the biggest naysayer and skeptic when it comes to Bigfoot. I'm like, no, like, yeah, it's, it's a bear. It's a guy in a suit. Like, <laughs> yeah. but I saw they. You know, we we reviewed a bunch of Bigfoot clips, and I'm kind of. I'm stumped with some of these things. <laughs> really? I'm like, I don't know what. There was one clip that we saw where a guy's like filming up the side of a mountain and you see what looks like a guy or, or quote unquote Bigfoot walking around. And then the guy goes up to the same mountain to show you how small he is compared to what he was filming in the exact same spot. And it's the weirdest thing. You're like, well, yeah, that's not the same. I mean, 
whatever that was that was walking around is like three feet taller. Yeah, I, I, I believe I believe it, it, a healthy dose dose of cynicism is it makes it enjoyable. I like to turn myself over and use the what if. I would love it if there was. Uh, you know, a, a Bigfoot. There are a lot of people, though, with, you know, we see deep fakes. We see all this tech that can allow you to fake anything. Uh, are are the, uh, the Ghost Brothers very uh, clinical in the way they're scrutinizing these videos? Absolutely, because they're, they're paranormal investigators themselves. So it's kind of like, you know, when you do enough paranormal investigators, you can kind of start to get a, a sense of, okay, that might not be purposely faked, but here's what's actually going on here. You get a, you get a sense of, right. of what can happen versus what doesn't happen. I, um, I was watching a, a clip of you guys, and you're, you're all watching a video, and, and you, you and one of the other gentlemen got distracted by what you, you saw something, and it was a spider web in the right side of the screen, and the other guys are saying, no, but you missed the chair, like, fell apart to the, to the left. Uh, of this static scene, and, and so there's obviously that sort of dynamic going on. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very, uh, you know, we, we <laughs> like I said, we, we, we bust each other's balls, and the whole point is to not let the other uh, the other guy have the better clip. Okay. We wanna, we, and that's the thing. It's like we, we're trying to compete with each other who's got the better clip, and so we're always going to call BS if we see something that we think might get that clip thrown out a little there there's a general fascination to this stuff that i think there's a general desire at least for me to believe we used to do haunted investigations with the show a while ago and and i and i never saw a damn thing and yet people were always around us preston will verify this oh yeah saw stuff and we'd walk into the room and like where 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 yeah. and it, nothing but you you still it's fun to to entertain the notion mm-hmm I totally and that's that's the thing. It's like one of my, my friends I grew up with that like bust my balls that I like <laughs> paranormal investigating and I'm like, It's fun. Yeah. I'll bet I get to travel, I get to check out cool places and like get freaked out sometimes. Hey, Jack, you know what used to freak me out when I was a kid? Was your dad's <laughs> album covers. <laughs> I was terrified of those things. And well, a, a friend you know, of mine had a had, had a, a, a Black Sabbath poster on his wall with a skull and a 666 and smoke coming out of the eyeball. And I didn't even want to go in that room. <laughs> my, uh, my dad one time came down uh, to one of my sister's birthday parties with the Bach of the Moon werewolf costume on. <laughs> uh, you can imagine... How much of a hit that was. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Absolutely. It, if you don't mind asking, how is Ozzy doing these days? He, he's doing good. He's bored out of his mind. Yeah. Because uh, he's, you know, he's trying not to get, trying not to get the Rona. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's just, like, counting down the days so he can get his vaccine. So. Uh, yeah, so I was imagining he's, he's got to be getting that soon, right? right he would qualify. Yeah, I think, I think, I think he can get it next week. Okay. Nice, well, nice. Is, so I think the after the 14th they said so yeah. Okay. Have him wear the werewolf costume today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he could be he could be like one of those celebrities who was posting the video getting the vaccine but he'll have the costume on. Oh. That's actually a pretty <laughs> brilliant mask. idea. That'd be great. It's the mask. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. Uh so obviously you know Fright Club is happening now. It's it's available on uh, Discovery Plus and I know it's you know it's hard to work in in this uh environment that we're in right now but are there any other irons you have in the fire right now, or are you just going to wait this out a bit? Oh, always. I mean, we, I, the, the, the upside to working in TV during, uh, you know, the last year has been everyone's been watching TV. So yeah. TV networks have been like, we need stuff. So, I mean, I, 
I shot three series over COVID, and wow, wow. you know it was it's, it was tricky. You know, a lot of a lot of hoops to jump through, and you know, thankfully we had no not one case on any production. Good. So, well, um, I, yeah, I, I, I love that you're staying in the paranormal realm, and I, I have to ask you of all the paranormal things that are out there, all the any anything Bigfoot, Bermuda Triangle. What is the one thing that fascinates you the most? What is the one thing that you believe has the most cred? I mean, I think, for, you know, growing up for me, it was always UFOs. And I think in the last two years, the amount of stuff the government has released. Yeah. I mean, they've all but admitted that it's real and that there's something visiting us and they don't know what it is. Um, so that to me, I'm like, yes, we got <laughs> what we they admitted it finally. Yeah. We, ju- um, we just had was- yesterday, uh, we had this Dr. Loeb on who is a, oh, yeah. uh, the head of astronomy for, yeah, for, for Harvard. You know his what, what he has said, right? Absolutely, yeah. The uh, we had the, the the visitor. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. right. And it's, I mean, this. It, it, listen again. You, it's a. I would say this: the universe is a big place, and we cannot possibly know everything that's going on out there. And the like, as Doctor Loeb says, it's just. It would be ridiculous to to think that there's not something out there and other sentient life out there. And I think I think his take on like the fact that, and I th- I love that he's calling out the scientific community saying. Like, hey, we've been wrong so many times in history, and yeah. you're only right in the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, what what was right today was wrong 100 years ago. So right. it's like, hey, and that, and that applies to ghosts and everything, it's, you know? I, lo- I I forget who, I was reading a book, and they were saying, you know, uh, settled science, settled science, and, and she points out settled science like thalidomide and that, you know, yeah. and, and all the chemicals that turned out to be bad for us and all these things. You, science is always about learning and accepting the possibility of right. And you got to you got to yeah. keep your mind open, yeah. But the the show looks looks great. We're definitely uh, interested and excited to check it out. Yep. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, guys. All right, Jack. Take care. Have a good one, Jack Osborne, guys. Yeah. And the show is called Fright Club, a ten part series, which is available now on Discovery Plus. All right, we'll take a break. We'll give away our last Dunkin' Donuts gift card that we have. It's worth 50 bucks, and I'll take call number 17-215-263-WMMR, and we will give that to you. And Dunkin' is available for great gifts right now. You can all order all your favorite Valentine's Day Dunkin' treats without ever having to leave your house via Grubhub, Uber Eats, and DoorDash at participating Dunkin' restaurants and uh, contactless options at Dunkin', carryout, drive through or curbside pickup as well. So call us 17 you get that gift card, 215-263-WMMR. We'll be right back. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Cloudy several days in a row, which is perfect because we got Kathy's awesome uh, Winter Blues activities list to get you past these cloudy days. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, it's on WMMR.com, so make sure you take a look at that. Um, and we have a lesson question to give you some freebies. Maybe that'll put a little sunshine in your life. And we're going to give away one of Stephen Singer's famous real 24-karat gold dip roses for the correct answer to this. One cure. No, no, no. We're going to go with this one. Stanley Kubrick's film, Lunatic at Large, is about which actor? Not really. It's the story of his life. All right? If you heard it earlier this morning... <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. Stanley Kubrick's film, Lunatic at Large, is about what actor? Not really. It was just made up. 215-263-WMMR. Give us a call. If you know, we'll do this while we're waiting. The trash business is a gold mine. 
93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's see if we get some stories today. I'm sure we do. Steve, what's up? We do. It's been revealed that Bruce Springsteen was arrested for DWI back in late November 2020 and is due in court in just a few weeks. The 71-year-old was apparently drinking heavily in an effort to keep himself warm while driving around with the top down on his Jeep. <laughs> oh, my God. Shia LaBeouf will enter an intensive inpatient treatment facility after being accused by uh, of abuse by ex-girlfriend FKA Twigs. Said LaBeouf, quote, I once screamed at people to just do it, but it was me that should have just do it, just done it, just did it, I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Kevin Federline commenting on the commotion happening in ex-wife Britney Spears' conservatorship battle. Federline says he stands by his ex-wife, his ex-father-in-law, and anyone who might sign his alimony checks. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how All right. Thank you very much, Steve. So we'll see if someone knows the answer to this question. Stanley Kubrick's film Lunatic at Large is about which actor. And I am going to go to Matt, see if he knows the answer. Good morning, Matt. Hey, mister. Hey, hey mister. <laughs> Matt, do me a favor and tell me what that new Stanley Kubrick film is about. Who is Gary Busey? Gary Busey. Exactly. Hang on a second, Bob. We're going to get your information. If you want a Steven Singer's famous, real 24-karat gold dip roses, Valentine's Day is this Sunday. Orders your, order yours now. Uh, and it's only at IHateStevenSinger.com. Uh, before we get to music news, I just saw this on uh, PrestonAndSteve.com. Uh, you know, we have a featured Preston Steve calendar girl from time to time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Preston Steve calendar girl spotlight is Angela Perfetto. Oh. Yeah, so it's a little Q&A with her. And uh, because she, uh, you know, she's been in a number of our calendars and also does uh, the hair for uh, the, the girls over the years. But it's a nice look back at her years in the calendar. She's done a conversation. I have not read it yet. But she's I'm a legend. Oh, at, she is a legend. In the world of calendars and just the show in general, she's, yep. she's a, like goat status. Yep. So we're going to feature a girl uh, each month that's on our poster for 2021. So Julie was last month. Uh, her Q&A is still on the site. And then Angela is for February. Oh, nice. Excellent. Well, I will reiterate that uh, tomorrow as well. All right. So let's do. Thank you. Let's do. <laughs> yeah. Come on. I'm sorry. Come on, people. Uh, with one hand, I was over here trying to put this piece of paper uh, into a pile and it wasn't going and I'm trying and trying and trying and I'm looking the other way in case he finally just took it from me. Alright, music news. Here we go. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods and local flavors. Hang on a second because I had a story. I used it in entertainment news earlier this morning. And I forgot to put it back in my pile for music news. Wait, maybe it's over here. Oh, you're looking for that, Preston. I just want to reiterate. I got it. You can still buy the calendar poster. Uh, it's available on the Rock Shop. It's only $9.33. And so you can click through, buy the calendar, and it's only February. So nice. it's good for, what, 11 more months? Yeah, for quite a while. All right, so it's come to light that on November 14th, Bruce Springsteen was arrested on suspicion of driving under the influence of alcohol. Sort of. I'm going to put sort of in there. That's my own commentary on this. Uh, because TMZ first broke the news about his arrest in Sandy Hook, New Jersey's Gateway National Recreational Area when National Park Service spokeswoman Brenda Ling telling the Hollywood Reporter the boss was charged with driving while intoxicated, reckless driving, and consuming alcohol in a closed area. She added Springsteen was cooperative throughout the process. Now, according to a source who spoke to app.com, Bruce's blood alcohol content was .02, which is one quarter of New Jersey's legal limit. Doesn't when he was arrested. seem like a lot, does it? Well, it doesn't seem like enough. It doesn't seem like enough. So 
The legal threshold indicating intoxication for driving purchases in New uh, purposes in New Jersey is point zero eight. He was a point zero two. So re- how, how reckless was my driving? Well, I read I it was know. open container, and okay. also oh. it was on um, federal property. And so those two things may have combined for okay. the reason oh, for the being pulled over. Sense. Yeah, it was in the National Recreation Area, yep. which is under the National Park Service. So yeah, that swing shit's over there. <laughs> I, uh, Probably teeter totters. Maybe. Uh, in the aftermath of the arrest, uh, Bruce's new Super Bowl ad for Jeep has been pulled off the company's YouTube page and Twitter feed, although it's still available on Bruce's Twitter account. I should have um, done the damn M and M's commercial. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, uh, he is going to uh, he's going to have to go to court for that. So we'll see how that wraps up. Uh, let me see another story. Marilyn Manson may be canceled as far as the industry is concerned, but streaming figures and digital sales for his back catalog have climbed in the wake. Of course, of multiple abuse allegations against him, Billboard reports that total on-demand streams were up seven uh, percent to six million in the week. Ending February fourth, and as digital sales reach two thousand for an increase forty percent, I think ABC has an interview tonight with the main woman bringing allegations against him, like a like a date line, like a twenty twenty special with Evan Rachel Wood. No, the the uh, Nick, if you could do a quick check on, uh, I think it's ABC. Okay, uh, they're doing an interview with with one of the women accusing Marilyn Manson of okay this stuff. Uh, and if I had a brain, I would have remembered. The opposite is happening with radio airplay as Manson's latest single, Don't Chase is Dead. Don't, wait, Don't Chase the Dead uh, has fallen off of the mainstream rock airplay chart. But I would exactly I, chase the dead. They're the easiest to catch. I saw another actress come through. Is this her, uh, Esme Bianco? Yeah, that's on. that was on Good Morning America. Is that what you were talking Maybe about? Maybe that was Good Morning America. Okay. okay. Yeah, she was saying that he she was flat out assaulted yeah. uh, by him. She was on uh, Game of Thrones. She plays a character called Roz, by the way. Um, and, yeah, that's her. Red we're, hair? We're, uh, pictures of her. Yep. Yep. So she is uh, jumped on board with uh, the allegations. Um, and, uh, you know, this is going to continue to affect, obviously, his um, output and... Um, and uh, airplay and all that stuff. So we'll, we'll see what uh, what all comes from this uh, interview. Greta Van Fleet's new single is called Heat Above. It's the second release from their upcoming album, The Battle at Garden State, uh, Gardens Gate, uh, which will be released on April 16th. Uh, Sam Kiesga said the via a release, there's plenty of love in the, left in this world, even though it may not seem like it. And that's what Heat Above is about rising to the stars together. Beautiful, man. Yep. So the Battle of uh, Gardens Gate is the follow-up to the band's 2018 debut album, Anthem of the Peaceful Army. Metallica is riding high on the Billboard vinyl sales chart, scoring the top five spots on the magazine's list. Wow. Uh, it's been cre- They've credited the band's new vinyl re- reissues sold at Walmart for the chart hits, which marks Metallica's... Metallica as uh, Mark's Metallica as the first artist to claim all top five slots. They knocked uh, Leonard Nimoy's Bilbo Baggins song off. Okay, yeah. of the vinyl sales chart since the chart's debut in 2011. Nobody's ever done it before. So number one is uh, Ride the Lightning. Number two is Metallica. Number three is Injustice for All. Number four is Kill 'Em All. And number five is Master <laughs> of Puppets. Do you? Uh, so you have the record player. You picked up some records initially. Your mm-hmm. your uh, sons were enamored of it. Yes. Uh, are you using it much now? No. Okay. Uh, I as a lazy Susan. I look at it all the time. <laughs> Marissa got it for me as a gift, but yeah. uh, I haven't used it in a while. But it's time to 
it's time to break out the vinyl again. Yeah. But yeah, my son Carter was fascinated with it. How does this happen? How does that work? Yeah. I don't get it. Uh-huh. And then one last story. Uh, the Pretty Reckless released a behind-the-scenes video for And So It Went. The footage shows the band going through hair and makeup and Taylor Momsen waving a stick and yelling six feet uh, during it. And she's going to be on the show tomorrow, right? Yeah. yeah. What time? 9.30. All right, cool. We'll uh, ask her about that and more tomorrow. Hey, uh, I handed you the wrong sponsor for that, so... Oh, okay. Uh, music News has been brought to you by Salus University. The future of health science. Visit salus.edu. And that's it for Music News. Let's break and come back and then get you even that much closer to winning the $500 prize we have for the letter of the day, Award of the Week prize, and see what Pierre's got coming up. We'll be back in a moment. WMMR.com. A great way to stay up to date on the latest rock news and station happenings. Listen live via your laptop, the free mobile app, or just tell your smart speaker to play MMR. From Preston and Steve's Daily Rush to Pierre's Weekend Calendar and the latest on Jackson's Local Shots. It's everything that rocks your computer. Head over to the contest page for the Vizzy Resolution Season Poll, where you can enter to win $250 and a mini vacation in Vermont just for answering one simple question. Pick up some busy hard seltzer with antioxidant vitamin C at a retailer near you. WMMR.com. Everything that rocks. No sad bro. Friday. Yeah! Uh, because we're done with work now. On Thursday, that we can uh, set our sights towards the weekend, which is a beautiful thing. You could be done as well if you just woke up at three thirty. That's true. Yeah, yep. Uh, it is. Uh, it's been a fun show today. I want to thank our guest Matthew Brassard, who's going to be at Healing Comedy Club. Checked in with us. He's got a show tonight, two tomorrow. Shows on Saturday are sold out, but there are two Valentine's Day shows on Sunday. I think that's a great date, man. Of course. Yeah. And, uh, they and he's a good-looking feller. He's a good-looking feller. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, thank you to Jack Osborne. Yeah. Great to talk to Jack. Very nice guy. Fright Club is streaming now on Discovery Plus. New episodes every Tuesday. You can check that out. So it was nice to have him on the program as well. And I want to thank Duncan for dropping off the Valentine's Day beverages and treats that we got today. I had some of the Joe, even though we have uh, Duncan in our regular, you know, they brought a couple boxes of Joe. Box of Joe. Yeah. It's right. always good. Always yeah. good. Uh, Pierre is here. How you doing, man? Oh, fine, thanks. Nice to see you, sir. Seeing you, too nice. Yes. Uh, Seeing you, too nice as Not well. see you yesterday, not nice. Not nice, not see you, no mm, nice. No, no. <laughs> not nice, but not nice today, die. No, go tie-tie. Oh. Tota-ta-pata. I forgot to, I forgot, I'm sorry to uh. interrupt this stimulating conversation, but... Um, F off. I forgot to thank <laughs> Kathy Romano for her list. Yay! Kathy's Winter Blues Activities, and that activity list is available at uh, WMMR.com, PrestonSteve.com, if you want to see that. Some great ideas and things for you to do if you're still, you know, especially now with these the stretch of cloudy days that we're going to have does not help with the seasonal, the seasonal, the seasonable depression. That's right, it stinks! So, Kathy's list can help you uh, get out of that funk, if you will. Absolutely. Give me one thing on there. Uh, so in Maniunk this weekend, they're doing uh, like an ice carving event. Cool. So it's all outside. You can't go into the restaurants and eat, but um, that'll be happening this weekend. And then there's one in Suburban Square, similar but more geared towards kids. Cool. Yep. Um, so let's get the letter, if you don't mind, sir. Yes. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter 
as in Captain. All right, and we have $500. That's from Tubi, and we're going to give it away tomorrow. Don't forget, Tubi is a free streaming service with more than 30,000 movies and television shows. With Valentine's Day coming up this weekend, we have another $500 to give away with the worst dating fail, courtesy of Tubi, mind you. Click contest at WMMR.com to submit yours. Tubi is truly free, and that means no subscriptions, no hidden fees. Download the Tubi app. It's T-U-B-I, and start watching for free right now. So we give that away tomorrow, which is wonderful. Uh, Speaking of wonderful, what's on your wonderful program today, Pierre? Well, on the program, we'll have Workforce Blocks of Soundgarden and uh, Billy Joel. And for Mike Shinoda's birthday, A Block of Lincoln Park. And uh, pieces of conversation I had with him a year or so ago. uh, Some revealing stuff uh, with Mike Shinoda. Nice. Excellent. All right, I want to thank our sponsors as well. The President and Steve Show is brought to you today by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors, NJM Insurance Group. Visit NJM.com for a free quote today. And also Salus University, the future of health science. Visit salus.edu. Tomorrow on this very program, Taylor Momsen will be joining us from Pretty Reckless, which is really cool. And we are also going to have the first appearance ever. Of the quarantine Cupid. Yes. Giving wow. away Steven Singer Jewelers gold wow. roses and necklaces to Exciting. Uh, our chosen winners. And we'll be checking in with the quarantine Cupid. And we might have some other things to give away, even if you didn't win that. Ooh. Yeah, so that's tomorrow. That's it. We're done. Rage on and have a great day. And we will see you tomorrow, my friend. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Two Dudes Painting Company is a certified B Corporation that is committed to empowering its employees, engaging its community, and helping homeowners and businesses bring new life to their painted surfaces. For residential and commercial painting, contact us at twodudes.com. Next method. Got Duke. This is Duke from Blokes Barbershop and Gentlemen's Emporium, located in Old City, Philadelphia. Wishing everyone a happy Valentine's Day from Jill and I. Come on down to our old school barbershop for best in shaves, beard, hair care, and loads of interesting gifts. Keep yourself and the man in your life looking and feeling great. And Casey Boy, we have a new line of ballsy products coming in to make your boss more yummy. Donations to fill abundance go. Mentions of Preston and Steve at the checkout. Blokesbarbershop.com the Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less.